Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, September 20th, 2021. A lot has happened. I got my ass beat, okay? Eli Manning and Darius Butler join us. AJ Hawk is here as well, but not for long. Let's get into it. This is the second Overreaction Monday out of two possible Overreaction Mondays that I've woken up to $0.00 in my FanDuel Sportsbook account. It was a long weekend for me gambling, both in the college game and in the pro game, but there was a lot of shit that happened. There was a lot of things that we could have never predicted. How the hell could you ever predict that the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs would be up 11 going into the fourth quarter and then be outscored 12-zip because Lamar Jackson's an absolute freak of nature? Speaking of freak of nature, the freak show, Christian McCaffrey is a whole different animal down there in Carolina. I still wonder what Teddy Bridgewater has to be thinking with the undefeated Broncos. If he would have had Christian McCaffrey just a year ago when he was down in Carolina, would he have ever got traded to Drew Locke's squad over there? I'm sure Denver's happy. They're undefeated. Are they good? I think so. Maybe. They've only beat shit teams, though, it feels like. Yep. And speaking of the Panthers, they're 2-0. They're undefeated as well. Sam Darnold, is this guy back? They're undefeated against who? Playing against a bad team this year? Are the Saints? What are the Saints? Uh-huh. The Saints think they had no... I mean, there is so much to talk about right now. Who knows what's going to happen this evening? We will be giving out our picks. What you need to know is the wild ride that is the NFL. The wild ride that is the regular season that is now 17 games has a long, long road to go. And although the past two Super Boosts have completely failed us, and although the Cardinals did sneak by a win with a missed 37-yard field goal and kept that thing alive to go into last night to be up 11, going into the fourth quarter and lose 12 seconds in the fourth quarter. How does that lose? How? Then I got people tweeting me. I got people DMing me, telling me that I'm this, I'm that, you're this, you're that, you stink, you did, you stop betting on my team. All right, it's fade me season. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Not yet. Yeah, it is. No. I'm not, I mean, it is not fun to wake up and see $0.00 in there. <laughs> no, it's not. But it was fun watching the games, okay? And although a lot of things that I thought was going to happen did not happen, it was fantastic to watch what players are going to go where and how are these teams going to go. And although I seem to be making, put that thing, put that, put the thing, put the regular, them. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be making them a lot of money right now. Yeah. It's going to turn because now we know that I'm potentially a mush right now. Okay, old Mush McAfee might be happening right now. We need to know that. So good news to everybody. If I agree with your bets, you should reconsider. If I don't, you should be like, okay, good. I'm probably going to win this thing. I might be the only cold one in the up. Now, Ty took it on the shins as well. Yeah, big time. But other than me and Ty, I might be the only one that is this cold. At Boston Connors here as well, he's hitting parlays absurd. And it's a game of inches. Julio Jones kind of. Jesus. That whole situation screwed him out of a couple thousand yesterday. I mean, it's insane. But the Hammer Don boys are unconscious. And if you listen to this show, you're going to hear a lot of things. We're going to have conversations. We're going to have interviews. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that make you, maybe make you think like, oh, I should bet on this team. I should bet on this team. If the Hammer Don boys say, hey, let's roll with it, what we have to know, write it down, we should ride with them. Yeah. Okay. And back in the studio, after being put into a sanctuary because of a couple close contacts, handling his business properly at home and in the sports book, ladies and gentlemen, host of Hammer Don, Tone Diggs. Hey, hey welcome, welcome back, Tone. Thank you, 
Matt Cove, the Cowboy Rides again. Great to have you here. You were four and two uh, in the NFL yesterday. I mean, I did get more right than he did. I was I was <laughs> oh, five and nine. Sure, sure. All right, people forget about that. I did have seven more losses, I guess. And then those losses, I decided to go ahead and I'm just going to hammer Chiefs money line night. You know, and I'm put all the money I had. Makes sense. And then. Uh, it seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah, fourth and one. Bro, there's 14 players on injured reserve for the fucking Baltimore Ravens. I know. 14 of them. We've seen Patrick Mahomes' September record. That seemed to be an easy pick. And after the Cardinals snuck, I mean, they, they, they snuck. <laughs> the Cardinals snuck by. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nobody knows how they won that game. I mean, situational football is going to have to get fixed down there in Arizona if they're going to want to be a great team, by the way. They were making the same mistakes that Chargers were making last year with Anthony Lynn. Now, hopefully, they're going to be able to get that. Kyler Murray with the lead runs out of bounds with two minutes and 30 seconds left in no timeouts. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Stay in the field. Go what down. Then he takes like a 30-yard sack the next play. I mean, it is just a, an entire situation of football thing. They still get a win. That team could be electrifying, but that win, that 37-yard miss after Greg Joseph hits a 50-some-yard just a couple minutes before that, he misses a 37-yarder. That miss kept Super Boost alive in the last night. I put all my money. I'm putting 100 units on this one. I said, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to get back in the game. I lose everything because... Lamar Jackson is silly. He's yeah. filthy. He's unbelievable. I love watching him play football, but I also, I'm putting the Chiefs back into where I had them last year, which is, well, maybe we don't even know. Last year was they're going to win, mm-hmm. but they ain't going to cover. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm in the Super Bowl this week, too. They don't even win. Definitely don't cover. Nope. I, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to enjoy them. I think they're going to continue to win, but we cannot bet on them. At him or Don Host, Tone Diggs, COVID Cowboy. When you're looking at this slate, okay, when you're looking at the past two weeks, what have you learned about the teams whenever you're coming from a gambling standpoint? Who are some teams you're staying away from? Who do you feel good about? Who do you hate? Uh, so far, if you have faded the Jags and the Jets, your season's been very good. Um, actually, this week I put together like a parlay of teams that lost last week and looked terrible. Guess what? They all either won or covered this week so yeah you told me that while going to the bathroom by the way we we cross each other we cross paths with each other before he ended up in the COVID sanctuary Mm -hmm. and he said I like every team that stunk last week and then I said (laughs) I said how is that how is that a gambling narrative and then as I was watching the games unfold it was like is that gonna is that gonna carry into Monday Night Football then for the Green Bay Packers? Is that what you're thinking, Tone? Is that what you're alluding to? I do have Green Bay as the final leg of a of a large parlay. Um but no, like it's, it was just overreaction. The market overreacts so much to week one that the lines you're going to get value for week two. Now going forward, good luck. That's not really going to happen much anymore. But as of this week, that was the move. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think now's the time for me to get hot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel like I agree. I think now's the time for me to get hot in. I was going to wait to do that pick uh, for tonight until later. <laughs> okay. You know, I was going to think. And, and the, there's a new Fanduel. Yeah, they took it down. What? Well, I told him, like, hey, I'm a little fucking chilly right now, okay? They put a thing, they wanted to do a punts boost. Like uh, some sort of first quarter mm-hmm. punts boost. Ah. And I, when I pitched the idea, I was like, over one and a half punts, okay, on Monday Night Football in the first quarter. Like, I would love for us to hammer that because people punt much more often than people think, especially sure. early in games. I mean, that happens. And everybody says, can't be punting tonight against this team. It's like, can't be punting in the second half against this team. There's, there's mm-hmm. punts that happen. And they wanted it, they, they like the idea because. You know, I said, when we rake in that cash, then I'll be able to hammer even more live bets throughout the day. True. So it was a good concept. I, they they didn't tell me what it was. Three punts in the first quarter? Oh, I, I'm not No bad. way. I'm not. What are we doing? What are we doing? No, no, no chance. That, 
Might as well just wipe your ass with that money. Why? Might as well. (laughs) You know. By the way, now that we feel that way, you and me mostly. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Maybe Uh we should turn that back on because it is fade me season, (laughs) and I do not like this bet. Oh my god! I don't know. You get hot tonight. Tonight it changes. Tonight. All right, we skate with it. All right, before we talk about uh, tonight, and before we talk about our two guests today, uh, Eli Manning will be joining us in about an hour. Yeah, it's first time on the show, Eli. Let's go! He's coming on the show. He might have a pretty big announcement, too. Really? Yeah, he might. And then the third hour, obviously, Darius Butler, A.J. Hawk will join us, but not for the whole week, because A.J. Hawk got selected to participate in the Ryder Cup. Excuse me? me. I'll let him explain. I didn't fully understand it either. (laughs) It might have been the vitamins... AJ Hawk's in the Ryder Cup. <laughs> going against John Rahm this weekend? I, I do not know. AJ Hawk is representing the United States in the fucking Ryder Cup. <laughs> that is that is an actual thing that is happening. He's going to have the whole full uniform, the full kit. He's staying at their hotel. He'll be at the every event. <laughs> AJ Hawk is playing for the United States in the Ryder Cup. He'll talk to us about that in 49 minutes. It's worth it go. just for the uniform, Team. to be honest. Absolutely. So we're going to lose. Great yeah, team. we're screwed. No, no, no. AJ wins. AJ wins. That's all AJ does. At golf. At everything. Somehow AJ just wins, dude. It makes no sense. He's in the Ryder Cup this yeah. weekend. There's a win. That's a win, dude. He's college football national champion. We'll be the only show that has college football national champion, yep. Super Bowl champion, okay. Ryder Cup champion, wow. AJ Hawk. What a guy. What a legend. What an idiot. He also texted me over the weekend and said, I'm going to start doing Instagram more, pal. Start adding me in your stories. Yeah, sure. I heard that So before. I added him a couple times. Dude doesn't know what the fuck to do. No, sure. He has no idea. But I'm happy he's getting into the game. At least the thought. And he is going to be at Ryder Cup, so I think we got friends now all of a sudden that are golfing. I don't know how he got in there. We'll let him explain that. But he did pretty good on his prognosticating, I believe, of every single game. How, what was his record, uh, Gumpy? Hey. Huh? Ten and three. This fucking guy. Jesus. Ryder Cup, we're locked. Got A.J. Hawk. Remember, just a week ago, two weeks ago, he said, what do we even predict things for? Why don't we live in the moment? We never know what's going to happen in the future with the X factors, including COVID. Who knows who's going to win? What's going to win? How's going to win? Why are we even here? AJ Starr. You remember AJ oh, started yeah. getting into that whole thing? Now here he is, week two, 10 and three out of 13. Let's go, wow. dude. Classic sandbagging son of a bitch move by AJ. I'd expect nothing less. Yeah, wait until he fucking eagles on Sunday for the oh, Ryder Cup. Yeah. As long as he's not coaching, because I believe his the team that he actually coaches, the Clemson Tigers. Not the college football team, the team he coaches. Oh, and three, I'm pretty sure. So he Good stinks Lord. as a coach. Well, he's not the head coach, he's assistant coach. Why don't we put the HG on the fucking guy and let's go ahead and see what the Clemson Tigers do over there in Ohio. Probably a lot more helmet to helmets, but let's talk about that. I think the big narrative, as it normally is, by the way, the big narrative for this show, and I think it's because I am somebody, one of the only people that has the utmost respect for officiating, Mm -hmm. okay? So much so. You go all the way back into my soccer years. Oh, yeah. I I think like even like U10, U11, U12, 7th, 8th grade, ninth grade, I would always have pretty good conversations with the refs. Just asking them why and how, you know? And maybe I played a little bit on the edge, okay? And Mm. my style of play was something that maybe refs didn't like. And I had the, the bowl cut Okay, I had the blonde bowl cut, and everybody oh, yeah. pretty much knew who I was in a lot of these soccer sweet tournaments. Sweet cut. Yeah, it, did, it was a sweet cut. Love I mean, it was cut. a sweet cut. A lot of uh, By the way, you show up at a soccer tournament, you see, back in the day, you saw a kid with a bowl cut, blonde bowl cut, probably, <laughs> hey, that guy's going to be a fucking problem. I was, okay? I had a strong <laughs> leg. But I always questioned refs. Never really, 
never really didn't have that gene in me. Like, why are you calling that? That's a bad call. And I'm like a 10-year-old, so a lot of these refs should have just slapped me. And my my mom and dad did tell me, like, you got to shut up. Like, shut up or whatever. And then I'd get in the heat of the battle. And then as I got older, I started having, like, true feelings for these refs because they have no chance, okay? I started thinking, they have no chance at all. Now, I was always one that would still remind them, for instance, when you jog out for a punt in the NFL, the head ref is right behind you on the right side, uh, literally talking to you every single time. Uh, and I had built up a great relationship with a lot of these refs, okay? Cleet was on yesterday, okay, he's good. Gene Steratore mm. and I had a good, Hockey Lee and I had a great relationship. I mean, I had a lot of great relationships around, even the dude that's on uh, ESPN, ESPN. Um. John? No. I think it is. John? You get him. He's a bald guy. Good guy. Yeah. I, 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 have good, I have good relationships with all these people. And I would literally jog on the field and be like, hey, that pass interference like 10 minutes ago, absolute bullshit. Ah, Pat, come on. And I'm like, no, nah, it was. And then if they made a bad call, I'd let them know. If they made a good call, though, on the other side, like, hey, I acknowledge, I think, since the beginning of my competitive days that the ref is a very important figure in a game, in all sports. It is paramount. Whenever you're playing without one, all hell breaks loose. You really have no idea. So a ref is a necessity. And I think in the current time that we're in, we're in the middle of not just an epidemic. I think we've got a worldwide fucking pandemic whenever it comes to officiating. And I think it's a pretty easy explanation on to why. Nobody wants to be a fucking ref. Why would you want to be a ref? Nobody goes to stadiums and says, you know who I'm pulling for? That fucking guy in a white cap right down there. <laughs> Nobody. The only way you get any fans is if you fuck over another team for them. And then, by the way, if your next penalty is against the fans, they're going to turn on you as quickly as possible. And with the modern world that we currently have, with the ability to slow things down to 2,000 frames a second or whatever, with 15 cameras. Out at that SoFi Stadium, I think they had 10 8K cameras. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they did. I think it's built into their, like, that stadium. I think it's like Big Brother where they just build the cameras into the place. Mm -hmm. Every interview was in 8K. It looked like portrait mode for some of the things. It was unbelievable. But all of these stadiums have all these angles where we at home can see everything zoomed in, picture perfect. Back in the day, you used to zoom in on something. It looked like fucking Bigfoot was running around. You had no idea. Now you can zoom it in and it literally looks better somehow when you zoom in. These refs have no shot at being able to keep up with everything that we can see at home. They have no shot at being able to keep up with everything everybody in the stadium can see right on the fucking jumbotron immediately after. These refs, in the NFL at least, are set up for failure. And I think the only way you can fix it is if you started to adapting more technology into the game. Now, the old school people are going to say, oh, it's going to slow down the game. You're going to take all the fun out of it. Who gives up? What? Blah, blah, that whole thing. All of this. It's the execution that has always been the issue. Always. Even the tackles like the grasp tackles that happened to Herbert and Russell Wilson and all that. I think that should even be something that you have somebody watching all these highlights or, or, or all the camera angles in 4K. Somebody that's very good, obviously. You're going to have to know the rules. They're going to have to have a good feel. I think ex-players would be the right people to go to there. Ex-coaches. Have them go through an entire certification process and just help out these refs on the field. They're fucking up everywhere. College football, terrible. Oh my God. NFL, terrible. <laughs> the taunting rule that we have been no. saying, hey, this is going to be fucking bad. You're putting judgment calls into people that might panic in a situation. Everybody talks about players' clutch genes and everything like that. How about the ref's clutch gene in those big moments getting a little, ooh, I'm going to throw a flag because, uh, oh, I panicked and did that whole thing. The emails afterwards saying, hey, we fucked that up. 
we're so sorry. I mean, those can only happen so often, especially as we have the ability to see and correct all this shit right on the spot if we wanted to. I think that's my biggest issue. I, I think that's my yeah. biggest issue with it is nobody wants to be a ref because their life is miserable. But if they knew that they had a net that they could fall back on, like an overarching somebody that's watching, looking at their back, and they're right in their ear, hey, pick up that flag that wasn't that, or hey, change this just quickly. Now you're helping them out. You're giving them like a tag team partner as opposed to throwing them out into absolute hell, which is what they're in because, hey, how many eyes a human have? Two. Two. It's a good answer. Some of these cameras, okay, mm -hmm. have like 75 eyes. You know that's what I mean? right. Some 8,000. Yeah. Some, some 8,000. Some of them 8,000 eyes. Why would we not want to just help them out so that maybe there'll be other people that'd be like, oh, I'll be a ref. I'll, I'll serve the game. I'll do that thing. Knowing that, hey, if I'm going to get bullied by everybody on earth, at least I'll have the access to the same information that they all have while they're choosing to hate me. Like, I think that is something that has to happen because I know there's other big storylines coming out of week two. And we'll talk about all those things. Like the Chiefs. I mean, how the fuck do you lose that game? Up 11, go to uh, Lamar. Of course. Yeah. Very good at football. How about Harbaugh, by the way? Lamar, you want to go for it? Hey, you want to go for it? Oh, fuck, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're going for it. Minute 20 left in that thing. I mean, that was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, Lamar said, uh, yeah, there's a little bit more pressure to get her or whatever. Lamar's, Lamar's a stud. Freak. Yeah. They have 14 players on IR that shouldn't happen or whatever, you know, going into that. But there's a lot of storylines, but I think the officiating one is one that is kind of coming out of all conversations right now. At all levels, too, because college, like you mentioned, it's been abysmal. But with these taunting calls, like, they're actually changing games. Like the Seattle Titans game, yeah. there's a taunting down the sideline after a dude broke up a pass. They get a 15-yard penalty. Titans go in and score. They end up winning the game. And with the Colts, too, down at the red zone in one of their goal-to-goal series or whatever, uh, one of the players on the Rams actually, like, pushed a ref, and then yeah. Pascal gets a taunting penalty because he, like, talks some shit after it, and they're equating... Basically, one guy celebrating a little bit to a Rams player basically shoving a ref out of his face. Like, it's so difficult for them to make these calls, and they're changing how the game ends up. Yeah, more judgment calls. Reading emotions now has to be something. What was intent? I mean, that is just, you're putting more shit into the hands of somebody who wants less shit, I'd assume. Yes. And needs less shit, you know? The one I saw on uh, Ari Mirov's collection of mm -hmm. the taunting calls, the guy just so happened to be on their sideline spins the ball and then literally walks away from the people that are on the field but they said since he was close to their sideline and he spun the ball that that was taunting or whatever it's like how what dude and in the first week by the way there wasn't many calls no. and i think the nfl which makes me even more angry was like hey let's remember yeah let's remember hey i came to watch football i didn't come to watch people be happy no no i didn't come to watch people celebrate their achievements I didn't come to see somebody be incredibly pumped that maybe their entire life changed because they made a huge play for their team in a moment and in a world where they're paid a lot of money to do so. And if they continue to do that, they'll continue to make great money. It might change the entire trajectory of not just their life, but their entire family's life, their kids, their parents, everybody like that. I didn't come to see that. What I came to see was you catch the ball, okay? You're not happy about you get up. I want you to have... I want you to be passionate about your team, okay? Please have passion for your team. You should at least care, shouldn't you? It's a fucking game. Hmm. But then once you make the catch, by the way, no passion, okay? Stand up, walk your fucking ass to the ref, hand him the ball, get back in the huddle, and do it again. 
It's like, why are we taking any emotion out of a game that literally revolves around passion? The big thing about NFL players is, oh, these guys don't care about the team. They care about the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, those guys don't care about their team. They have no passion for the name on the side of their helmet or the name on the front of the jersey. The only thing they care about is the back. But then whenever they show excitement for helping out the team and doing something like that, now they're getting penalized for it. It's like you can't have it both ways. No. Okay, you can't be an old white and be pissed off about everything like that. You just can't have it that way. I just hate from the beginning, immediately upon hearing that this was a point of emphasis, by the way, literally immediately upon hearing that this was a point of emphasis. I said, why? Why? If it's a rule that they're saying, hey, let's remember this is a rule. And they send an email to all the coaches and the coaches are telling their players not to do it. But the fact that it's a point of emphasis means they would like to focus on this and they would like to change how this is going, which means they're going to call it a lot. You saw it with the crown of the helmet. You saw it with the tackling. You saw it with everything. They call it. They call it. it. First week, they didn't do anything. I thought they maybe like took kind of fell off the point of emphasis thing and said, let's send it to the locker room. This week they said, we got to get back. It's still a fucking POE because this is our POV is that the POE wasn't called enough T-I-M-E's, bitch. (laughs) And I think that is potentially what happened. And then the refs are just out there like, he looked at the sideline whenever he made a catch down their sideline. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. What are we doing? Yeah, you're a thousand percent right. They made their bed, so now they know they have to sleep in. It's like, well, we can't just keep going week after week without you know, calling these into Connor's point with like the, I mean, that did completely change the momentum of that game. And it's interesting that they continue to do this, especially with how big gambling's got, because now you're just going to get people that's you know, are looking at the refs and being like, Oh, well, what's going on here? Like, that's a little fishy that, I mean, you know, that, that was your decision to make that call in this situation. It just, I feel like it's just going to make everything so much messier. Hashtag PMS overreaction Monday was trending this morning. We appreciate everybody that participates in all those things. We got a chance to dive around the internet and see people's feelings about their teams and their situation. That was one of the ones that I saw a lot. Mm -hmm. Hey, these taunting calls fucked me out of my bet. Yeah. And even if they didn't and somebody just saw that as a way to put a tweet out and maybe look as if that was the case, that's going to happen with all these things. 15 yards is a lot of yards, dude. A lot. Tons of yards. Hey, that's a lot of yards. That's first down and a half. Yeah, drive killer. 15 yards. The Colts, first half, had first and goal twice. That's right. They scored, One from the one-yard line. First one, first and goal from the one. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a turnover on downs. They actually lost nine yards. Okay. Ended up back at the 10. Yeah. Second one, though. Rams are going the other way. Second one, first goal from the 10, no points. What happened? What? What, what, they? what, what do ha- you mean, no points? Yeah, no points. Like, no touchdowns? Was that the one where Carl threw a shuffle pass behind his back? Yeah, right to Reader's <laughs> chest, dude. It was... <laughs> People are wondering what happened to my neck, why I'm wearing this. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's because I got into a train wreck. And that train wreck was me and FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> okay? It was, they've been beating the hell out of me. And if we had a good makeup person, I would have black eye on and also scratches <laughs> let everybody know. I'm feeling fucking battered right now. It is tough to wake up in on Monday morning staring down a beautiful Monday night football. Yeah. Okay? With Aaron hosting MCDC. Hell yeah. Okay? Can't wait. I just wanted to see, what can we play with tonight? Hey, what do we got? You know? in my account yet again, okay? I think my bank 
is amused at seeing me deposit cash out of my bank every Monday. This is going to become a new tradition. Yeah. Uh, the bank's like, oh, we're going to have to get some money ready and available for when McAfee inevitably continues to get fucking wrecked by FanDuel on Sunday. So I think they're almost like waiting for it because that thing is going quicker than ever into the account, by the way. So out of my personal account, into that account. That is not what you want. Last season, didn't have to do it once. No. Huh? Didn't have to do one. Started out so hot, I was just in a good spot. I was actually pulling out, yeah. putting it in the pocket. Sure. How you doing? I'm not scared to win here. Some people hate winning. You know, they'll just stay at like a, a blackjack table all night, even whenever they're up. They're like, no, got to get more. It's like, you, we're allowed to win. Like, yeah. you're allowed to get up and leave with this. You don't have to just donate this all back. The game isn't over when you lose all your chips. You're allowed to take those things off the blackjack. You're allowed to leave. Okay, the craps table with money. Oh, like yeah. you don't, oh. you don't have to wait for those dice to get incredibly cold. You're allowed to pick up roulette. Same thing. You can go and go 500 on one color, and if it hits, you can pick that up and say that was fun. I'm gonna leave. You can do that. Yeah. I was doing that with all last year with Fanduel. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. I'm winning. I'm winning. Now it's what four deposits deep already. Oh jeez! Yeah. Sorry, I'd be getting my ass kicked. Not as much as Carson fucking Wentz though. Oh my gosh! Hey, please. this guy. He is a wild card. <laughs> yeah. I, is this how he always has played? Is this what it was like in Philadelphia? He is, and I know Darius Leonard's a maniac. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't want to take anybody's tagline here. Carson Wentz is a maniac on the football field. Yeah. All right, I, I don't know how people were able to have him as their quarterback and not have heart attacks every single time he's on the field. He. The, the, the shovel pass that Diggs is mentioning there, literally left-handed shovel pass, it almost slipped out of his hands while he was throwing it, yeah. and he tosses it right to the guy's chest. Now, not his fault. Jack Doyle was supposed to be there. It was supposed to be a little inside game or whatever. Allegedly, Aaron Donald knew it was coming and like chipped Jack Doyle Damn. as he was also going forward, so Jack Doyle was off or whatever the case. But that one play right there just kind of led into a bunch of series of events that I'm going to watch Carson a little differently whenever he comes on the field. He is a psychopath, all right? Yeah. <laughs> he does not care at all about his body. No. Maybe the most, and we'll talk about uh, Christian McCaffrey in this same regard mm. later, and Joey Burrow, who's still getting oh, slaughtered on the field, crushed. okay? Yeah. But Carson Wentz gives absolutely zero fucks about his body. He's a masochist. I Great word usage right there. And I don't know what that is. That's when they pee on each other? Uh, it's when you enjoy pain. Oh. <laughs> okay, I thought that was one of those That's things. That's humiliation, so I'm not sure if that falls under the same umbrella. Huh. Masochist might also enjoy being peed on. Okay. Because the pain. So. Bill, what was that one show I tried to watch and the guy was just getting Billions. Billions. Yeah. Couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, you're, you're out no. pretty quick. All right. So this guy likes to get peed on. That tells me enough I need to know Good about show. It. I'm out of here. And by the way, there's probably a lot of people I've encountered in my life that like to get peed on behind closed doors. Really? I don't know about it, so I'm going to continue to go about it. But in that Billion show, mm-hmm. I learned about it immediately. Like, oh, oh, this yeah. guy gets pissed on. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, no thanks. Anyway, so maybe he is. I don't know. I don't think Carson likes to get pissed on. On the field. He's but mad. on the field, this dude is the most reckless human I've ever seen in my entire life. With the ball, mm-hmm. with his body, he's incredibly talented. I think there's some upside, obviously, that could be there. He tried... He tried to die on the field yesterday, I think, a couple different times. Yeah, I honestly believe that Carson Wentz tried to die. In the play that everybody, I actually put a video up of it. This was before I even knew that this was inevitably going to take him out of the game. So I actually deleted the video because he got hurt during the video. And I kind of felt weird having it out there. I don't like being a part of that or whatever. But as soon as I saw it, I literally jumped up and I was like, 
What is this fucking guy doing? Aaron Donald is, by all accounts at this point, I think everybody has agreed, like, oh, this is one of the greatest football players of all time. Like, not even just, Aaron, one of the most explosive humans of all time. Yeah. He has a 10-pack at, yeah. like, 260 or whatever the case is. Aaron Donald is completely around his entire body. Obviously around his body. Put that picture up. He is draped around his body. And all Carson Wentz, He's like, ah, oh, fuck, I think I can make a play to Michael Pittman Jr. right here. <laughs> and Michael Pittman Jr., by the way, hell of a day. Yeah. Great yeah. to see you, pal. Absolutely dominant. Carson, instead of just going down and lifting his legs up, which you'll see some ACL recovery guys do. Saquon's doing it right now. You'll see some other people that end up happening get hurt. Whenever they get in a, in a pile, you'll see them just like almost lift their legs and just kind of let the pile do whatever the pile's going to do, if that makes sense. It's like a way I think guys... Like, kind of say, okay, I'm just going to let this happen. Whatever's mm-hmm. going to happen here is going to happen, as opposed to being planted and something happening and getting ugly. Instead of just going down, which he could have. Easy. We are in the red zone, I believe, at this point. He could have definitely done that. Mm-hmm. Instead, this psychopath, I, I cannot say this <laughs> enough, this maniac who cares nothing about his body, and I understand that his way of saying things is probably similar to what Andrew Luck says, and Andrew Luck said that football isn't meant to be played where you go down or you slide or you take a play off or you don't play it fullest. Like, I think Andrew legitimately thought that it would be disrespectful to football if he would do things that other quarterbacks do. And I'm saying I understand and I appreciate you saying that, but also our entire team's a lot better whenever you're playing football. It would be, yeah. be great for football if you were available. And I appreciate that thought. Like, I appreciate that thought. And I think Carson has the same. In this particular play, though, he could have just fallen down, taken it down, no big deal, lived to see another day, which is what I assume everybody says about him. Instead, tries to make this miraculous play. In doing so, he literally cocked his body in a fashion that Aaron Donald's going the other way. He sprained both fucking ankles. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> This guy sprained both of his fucking ankles, Hard to dude. Do that. Ian Rappaport reported QB Carson Wentz is dealing with injuries to not just one ankle, as everybody saw it, get rolled up underneath yeah. it. I thought it was a knee issue as well because he was kind of pancaked down there. But both ankles. He's having tests today to determine the severity of his sprains. Suffered yesterday. Sprained both of his ankles. <laughs> and by the way, wanted to go back in. Yeah. Like, I respect it. I'm very appreciative of that style of football play and being, like, that tough and everything like that. But goddamn, dude, like, oh, we're a much better football team with you playing football than you not playing football. The big skinny quarterback went in, threw a fucking pick to Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, immediately. immediately. Yeah. Immediate game over. How you doing, Jalen Ramsey? Running around Lucas Oil Stadium waving at everybody. Where's the taunting call? Huh? I was on his sideline. Uh, so. And he was looking at the fans, not the players. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but and pay- by the way, more of that, Jalen. I'm not on more of that, Jalen. Yeah, yeah. I, keep I, doing I, it. I keep, please. And I would like for the coaches to potentially decline these taunting calls. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah. I, I would like for the coaches to be like, nah, nah, we're cool. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Can we run a replay? Nah. You didn't mean to do that, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we declined it. That'd be awesome if all the coaches were like, we ain't doing this shit anymore. And then it would get the fourth uh, Coach quarter. Dave would decline it. Yeah, but yeah. Oh. Jesus. Coach Dave Coley down in Houston. An interesting situation. Yeah. Uh, we would like to punt. We didn't. <laughs> yeah. Just like Penn State put, being forced to punt yeah. on third down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coach David Colley on Sunday said, nah, nah, we don't want another shot at getting a first down. We would like to punt this thing. Please. Pretty good shot. Third and eight? Third and eight? Fourth and two? <laughs> third and eight? Fucking stinks, dude. You know how many plays we got for third and eight? We only got a couple plays. Fourth and two, we got one good one. Mm-hmm. It's a punt. And that ball is going to be murdered out there. To his credit, he did say, if I could go back and do it again, I probably would have made the opposite decision. 
Okay. New head oh, coach. He's learning. He's learning. Hey, I understand. New yeah. head coaches. And Stefanski gave a beautiful whenever that whole thing happened. But just Carson, dude, needs you to survive. Yeah. Needs you to think like, hey, and I don't know if he's going to. This might be a much no. bigger deal than anybody's thinking. That looked nasty. He wanted to get back on the field. Jacob Eason goes out there and instead throws a pick, obviously. But Jacob Eason looked good in the preseason. What we need to remember next preseason and we need to remember a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. been writing a lot of notes for us to remember. We okay. do. Next preseason game, if Aaron Donald's not on the field playing against the person, mm-hmm. let's assume it might be different in a regular Thank season. You a little bit. Result. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Jalen Ramsey isn't covering somebody, let's assume it might be a little bit different. Jacob Easton's probably an incredible quarterback, okay? Mm-hmm. If we're playing pickup football, I want that guy on my fucking team. I heard yeah. he's a great kill, uh, like really cool guy. Sure. Two-minute two minute drill, Don, with Aaron Donald just racing in your face and Jalen Ramsey just watching your every move, literally waiting on you. He threw a punt to that guy. Yeah, he just closed his eyes. What if he goes in there and Tom Brady's that thing, though? Like you know, I mean, I was fully expecting a full 2.0 and Carson never to see the field again in that number two Colts jersey, but it's good that you know, possibly in five weeks when he heals both of his sprained ankles, he'll be back on the field. Peyton and Brady always did this when they were playing, though. Like They would just go down, and I do believe Drew Brees said something during the broadcast yesterday about like, hey, man. Football night in America. Yeah, and football night in America. Like, He's hey. good, by the way. Yeah, he is. Hey, I'm looking right at you, Ty. Yeah, I mean, not a principal. I just can't watch him. I'm sure he is good. I haven't watched him yet, and I probably won't for the remainder of the season. But I'm glad that he is successful because it seems like that show is better for it. So I shouldn't keep muting him? Uh-huh. I should mute him every time he comes on. No, he's pretty good. He he gave an entire speech huh. about like the best ability you can have for your team is availability. And I think he, I mean, I feel like I've said it a lot, but it's real. It's like there are some people that are very good at not getting hit. Peyton, Eli, or some. Tom's mm-hmm. one, obviously. Lamar Jackson, I think, has this yeah, ability. Yeah. I think Lamar Jackson's very good at it. I got a chance to see, like, Reggie Wayne was so good at it. Mm-hmm. Reggie taught T.Y., and I think Marvin Harrison taught Reggie. So it's like, at the beginning, if they're younger, I think some people are like, oh, it's soft. You know, oh, mm-hmm. just giving up on a player or whatever. And then as you see the person continue to play season after season, you're like, oh, okay. Our team's fucking much better when you're not dead. Okay. And our team, our life is a lot better when we can say, um, you know, Carson's starting this week as opposed to, hey, if we had Carson, you know what I mean? Like those are two different conversations that it would be great if, hey, Carson was starting this thing. And I'm not saying he won't. He was trying to, and now that I know he had two sprained ankles after that, he was still trying to get out on the field. (laughs) I have no idea. Hobbling I had to tape it up. He's a walker. And I love that. Okay. And I know he's out on his bobcat. You know, just out in the middle well, of the, that's a the field or whatever. Own, but uh-huh. Why? Well, if he was driving a deer, he'd fucking be just making sounder decisions out there. I firmly believe that. You Maybe. think the bobcat is just one of the decisions he has made in his life that maybe should be changed to the deer? Yeah, clouding his judgment a bit. But to your point, too, like, it's not just when he's, like, not giving up on plays. Whenever he scrambles, he's diving head first. Like, <laughs> Every time! Slide, like, it's a ticking time bomb until someone comes in and just Every torpedoes time. him into the turf. Bro, Every time! It's yeah. crazy. And the one time he wasn't even touched, they didn't touch him on purpose. Yeah. So the defense, I think it was 41. Fowler, maybe? No, I'm not sure. Ah, I don't know. 41 was the dude who pushed the ref, almost got kicked out. Oh, yeah, he did get kicked yeah, out. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did get did kicked get out. Get so kicked. maybe it wasn't 41. By the way, he was just passionate. And Sean McVay calling over and going, what, what did Sean McVay whisper into that guy's ear, by the way? Yeah. Hey, you can't fucking headbutt a ref. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Donald, Donald grabbed him, too. Yeah, was, that was afterwards. He was yeah. like, you're going to get... I think what Aaron Donald says, you're going to get fucking kicked out of here. You know what you've done? And then Jalen Ramsey talked to him as well. And I think Jalen was like... 
probably going to get fucking kicked <laughs> See out. Tomorrow. See you out of here, man. And then he couldn't hear because the echo in Lucas Oil Stadium so bad. 41 couldn't even know that he was in there. But a guy let Carson do his forward dive. Because mm-hmm. in the rules, if you give yourself up, you're down. For a quarterback, if they slide, you can't touch them. They're down feet first. But they're forbidden. I don't know what it is now. If you slide head first, still live, like still trying to get yardage. And there was a time, and that that Rams defense is, is very savvy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very, very savvy. Like, Good. Incredibly savvy. And I'm not just saying savvy as in savages. I'm talking like savvy, like veterans making smart. They let him, the one guy actually let him dive and then waited for him to go up and then boom, punched the ball out of his hand. Like, and they, they blew it dead or whatever, but nobody touched him, I don't think. Like, it could have been a thing. But that guy was literally waiting for Carson to stand up, knowing that Carson potentially just thought the play was over or whatever because he dove, but knew the, and just went to punch the ball. I'm like, fucking genius. Like, that is very smart football. I love what you're doing. And Carson, just slide feet first. <laughs> yeah. Come on. What are we doing? Well, now that we know that he had two sprained ankles, maybe he legitimately couldn't slide feet sure. first or one of them would have snapped against the other. I honestly believe that he sprained both of his ankles in that one play. Uh, with Donald? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, probably. It's absurd, though, just to think of. Um, there we go. Good work, Nick. Great work, Frankie. Hey, baby, Nick. Foxy, good job back there. Hey, Zito, who's in the lead in the NFC North? Bear Chicago Bears. Whoa. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Number one in your heart. They'll tie somebody tonight. Packers probably, I'd oh, say. Yeah. Beat the hell out of the Lions. No offense, the Lions love MCDC, but mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers coming back tonight. Yeah, get uh, right, game. Okay, just like, you know, when old Jesus came out of that cave, mm-hmm. I'm back, bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank I think you. that's potentially happening tonight in Lambeau. So. Against the Lions. Or tie. Or if they tie, I guess Bears <laughs> remain in the lead. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Andy Dalton has a bone bruise, yeah. which came from I've I've seen this. I think I've had it before. Your leg kind of like hyper extends, and then two things hit each other that don't normally hit each other because normally there's cartilage in there. Now, I might be wrong in my description, maybe a doctor, but as somebody who I, I have had that happen and what exactly looked like it happened, I think you can take that pain away. Like, I think that pain does go away, but it hurts like absolute hell. They win with Justin Fields on the field. Oh, yeah. Is that going to become the new thing? They had a plan for how long Justin Fields was going to wait behind Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton came back on the field after uh, the bone bruise. Did not could not move. No. Fields comes on, starts flying around, making some plays, throw a pick. But the the, the Justin Fields era might be beginning oh, because yeah. of a bone bruise, Andy Dalton's knee. And it seems like the NFC North leading Chicago Bears fans are happy about that. Oh yeah, for sure. What do you hate, Andy Dalton? Jeez. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, he, I think he had like a QBR over like a like a hundred or something like that. Like he did amazing. Andy Dalton had a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Hey, he's a hell of a bear. Hell yeah. Sure. Bear Don. Half, a, half hour ago, Bears PR just came into the yeah. media room to deliver a message from Matt Nagy. Andy Dalton is the team's starting quarterback when he's healthy. That is that was, really what happened? That yes. was after Nagy refused to answer about Fields being the starter. So they were like, send the PR guys out there. I love that the PR person had to come back <laughs> in and it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Statement from Nate. <laughs> Dalton's a starter. Fuck Get off. Healthy. Yeah. <laughs> now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes. It's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. 
That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Should I That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom, That's right. dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Er, population, you dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. <laughs> Joining us now is a man who won 10 and 3 on his prognostication. Damn. Just weeks removed from saying, why do we even why do we even predict stuff? Now he's becoming one of the best predictors in town. Ladies and gentlemen, a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, and potentially, I believe, I'll let him tell the story, maybe a Ryder Cup champion. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the Ryder Cup? What's up, guys? I, I might be partaking in a little event this week. Yeah, for uh, early in the week. Holy shit. What the hell? Do you have... Listen, I've always said I got the dumbest life of all time. The things I've been able to do, the people I've been able to meet, I am the dumbest and luckiest human of all time. You're about to be in a fucking Ryder Cup? What does this even mean? You're getting a kit? You're shaking hands? You're swinging a golf club at the Ryder Cup? And are you representing the United States of America? Because I've seen you golf, and it doesn't come in bunches at all, hell, because you're never on TV, because you're always with the guys who stink at golf. What are we doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, you described my game pretty accurately, I would say. that I was as surprised as you. I am sure someone backed out at the last minute. They got sick or COVID or something, and I got to slide in Let's go. to the, uh, hey, the sixth and final position. Yeah, so I guess it's six on six. We're going to play against some Euros in a nine-hole like celebrity scramble match. So it's a two-person two scramble, so I'll be paired with someone much better than me. Okay, so you'll be playing against some celebrity Euros or just basic-ass run-of-the-mill Euros? No, they have six. Like I guess there are six celebrity what if he's People playing against Roy Kent? I don't know who's, yeah. I don't know who's oh, on either team. That'd be awesome. Bro, are you playing against Roy Kent from Ted Lasso? Oh, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? That's what I'm saying here. Let's shake some hands out yeah. of you. you. You never do this for us, you know? You never do it for the good of the show whenever you're at these events where all these, you know, high fluting folks are. What do, you, what do you need me to do? Shake hands. Just say, hey, listen, uh -huh. you vote for the Emmy thing? Give it to Dan Patrick, please, first. And then after the Dan Patrick show, we would like one here. But also, maybe we get some, uh, hey, maybe we get some... You know, golf people on the, yeah, you know what I mean? A couple Euros, celebrities. Yeah, I, I think that is, I think what you just said is offensive, though, by the way. You said, I guess they got a couple Euros. Yeah, like, is that just, I think is, that's a team. It's USA versus the, the European team, I guess. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying the way you, the Euros is a soccer tournament. In competition, that's how they have told me to reference them, I guess. Uh, when oh. you're talking about competing against them directly in a six-on-six, two-man scramble. What are they saying? The Yankees versus the Euros here? Oh, is, that, nice. is that how it's going? Nice. I mean, you're, you can eat a Euro too, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, I call it a gyro, but I guess it is a Euro. And you know, try to get some Euros from them off of the Euros whenever a little side gambling. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You get some of their Euros. You know what I mean? Try to win them. Are you actually, does anything you do determine if we're going to win the Ryder Cup or not, you think? Uh, we'll see. We'll see if my, uh, my uh, you know, positive influence and attitude if i get to if i'm around the players a little bit i know i get to go to the opening ceremony and watch those guys go out there it's a, it's a great moment so it it will be uh yeah it should be an interesting time i didn't uh i wanted to find a way to make it work i called you to let you know about it i was like i got i mean i think i gotta do this man yeah and i said yeah you have to fucking do <laughs> yeah it. you're in the goddamn Ryder cup you should do that let's also put aj in between bryson and brooksy perfect yeah. it's a glue guy i know yeah. you got captain phil over there phil mickelson <laughs> but i've never seen a glue guy like this guy no, right nope. here put him in that locker room and let's see what happens those boys are going to be able to run through a wall for each other immediately after an aj hawk motivational speech that maurice claret asked for by the way what does maurice claret know that maybe we don't know did you give speeches at halftime were you one of those guys who was like hey Let's go. Let's have they better strap it up a little bit tighter against us, guys. Let's go ahead and do it. Did you do that in games? No, I was the guy standing, sitting back, taking a knee or taking a leak, listening to that guy being mad at him and wondering why the coach hasn't kicked him off the team. <laughs> oh, so that's what Maurice Corrette was talking about. No, right? no, no. The, you know, Pat, the guy that usually does that hasn't gotten in the game yet, and he's like yelling at us how we need to play. <laughs> oh, not Tebow. I've never Tebow. By the way, he gave us. I think not just at halftime though. True. But every once in a while at halftime, I was never in there because I was out kicking balls. But there was a couple times where somebody come jogging out. You missed it. That's what they would say. <laughs> What's that? And they, they would say a name of somebody that decided to speak. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? What do you say? He's like, ah, a bunch of stuff. I don't think it was something that's going to be beloved by everybody. <laughs> I always miss those types of things. I wish I could have been a part of a time where A.J. Hawk gave a motivational speech. Joining us now is a man who I think has given numerous motivational speeches. Ooh. I mean, you're talking about got two times Super Bowl champion. What? What? The Kryptonite's Bill Belichick. What? New York Giant legend. Jersey retired. What? Now Monday Night Manning host, ladies and gentlemen. Representing the Manning Omaha production family stud stallion, Eli Manning. Yeah! Eli! What's up, dude? What's up, fellas? How are we doing? Thanks hey, for having me on. No, thank you for joining us. I'm a big fan. Uh, I've gotten a chance to meet you one time, but always watch on from afar. You're the best, dude. How's life as a retired man? Uh, you know, it was good. I was uh, I was like fully retired. I was playing golf every day. I was enjoying it. And then Peyton convinced me to go back to work. And now I'm I'm grinding, watching film again, you know, game planning for Monday Night Football. And, and uh you know, doing a little college football show, uh, you know, filming for that. So uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like busy again. I kind of got to re-retire, I think. Is Peyton the boss outright, yeah, over there? I mean, you, you, you've, you've been with him before. You know how he rolls. <laughs> I mean, he, he was like the head coach. He's, he, he wants everything done exactly how he wants it done. And uh, you know what? I'm, 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 you know, growing up with him, I'm so used to it. And, uh, you know, I just kind of – you just got to keep him on his toes. You got to like every once in a while, like I'll send him like the worst idea. Like just like, <laughs> hey, hey guys, how about like we don't wear shirts this Monday at the beginning of it just to like see how it goes. Just to like, 
he's like, what? That's a terrible idea. I'm like, I know. You just got to like calm down. Like settle down a little <laughs> bit. Like we'll be fine. All right. Let's try to enjoy this just somewhat. I think you guys came out of the gates and you came out hot. Like your first uh, game you guys did, I think, was a very positive uh, response from everybody. I thought it was awesome. What, I guess from what you were expecting, how did it all play out? Yeah, you know, we thought it played out well, and um, you know, we just kind of didn't know. Like we did a few rehearsals and we had a, you know, but we just kind of did like an hour of a game from last year where we didn't really know like what the situation was, even in that you know, like recall like. Hey, this is week seven last year. Like, what was going on? Like, what was the record of these teams? You didn't know what was going on. And so we just wanted to make sure we had enough, like, material. Like, hey, do we need to add some things? Do we need to have some plays called? Do we need to draw up plays? Like, what what's good? What's bad? And I think, uh, you know, we're still kind of learning that. Each week we'll try different things and, and kind of feed off the audience of whether, hey, this, hey, we really like that or, like, that was that – was, too much i think peyton did, did like seven shots of red bull right right at the beginning <laughs> so he was he was a little fired up uh to start the game you know he was telling me like before kickoff he's like hey i haven't like been in a situation where i'm like nervous in like five years since i retired all of a sudden like he's like i got like the pregame jitters going on uh i'm like that's good like you need that you'll be fine you know uh, i think charles barkley coming on kind of calmed him down and and then you forget like we have the we have the football game like you know, so, so, something's going to happen during the game that's going to trigger a story, that's going to trigger something that happened to us. Like, you, you ha- that's the material, and let's just go from there, and, and we'll be able, you know, we'll, we'll come up with good stories. As, as We can't script a good story because you don't know what's going to happen during the game. I think my favorite part was watching – it was like Peyton was in the game. By the way, it was like it was as if he was he was getting upset at some of the play calls, some of the decisions that were being made. But it was it was like drinking football knowledge, though, out of a fire hose. And it was, I think, as people that enjoy the game and love football, it was a beautiful broadcast. I mean, there early you guys were trying some shit. I think you just talked about it and it didn't really didn't really work out. But I loved it. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I'm very thankful. Did you guys pitch this idea to ESPN or did ESPN come to you guys for this? Because whoever idea this was i would like to personally thank it's massive for the entire sports media as a whole yeah you know i think it's a combination of uh you know peyton's been you know kind of thinking about getting into the broadcasting world for a while he's been approached he's had meetings about it and and then you know i think one of the things is just the travel like all of a sudden for a monday night game you got to leave on friday because you got to be for saturday practice you're doing sunday gone monday back on tuesday you know and we're both like that's just that's four days it's all weekend it's like a brutal schedule or where you know he'd been retired for five years he's like i kind of like this freedom and then you know all of a sudden these zooms are going on and you can start doing things from afar and it's like hey we could team up and and do this you know it sounds like it kind of gives you your football itch you know to watch the games to do it you know like how we would watch it on our couch where you you know you analyze it, you bring some guests in, you kind of talk about you know neat things that happen that you know from our perspective of having played quarterback and being in the NFL, things you see where we can explain it to to fans and and you know some of it might go over their head. We're talking you know you know how it is, both of y'all you know AJ and and, and whether you're talking about punting, like if you explain that to some fans, you know it, it would yeah. go way over their head but you know they kind of like that they kind of like knowing like you know that new terminology you say that they have no idea what they're talking about but the next day at office they're like hey, hey listen you this. see uh they're playing two man you know, a lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Hey, you see that zone blitz? They're playing a trap technique. You know, you you know, they have no idea what it means, but you know, you repeat it at, at work the next day. Yeah, I think there was a lot of beautiful things. And but can we, I, I, before we talk about uh, tonight's game and what you may be seeing on film and why Aaron was Aaron last week and what you're expecting out of uh, the Detroit Lions, I think we should make an announcement, Eli. I think we should do it. Uh, all right. Are you? Are you? I, I want to know if you'll come on the show tonight. Let's go! <laughs> What an honor. What an absolute. Is that a yes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seemed like a yes. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like a yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here bated breath, you know, like, hey, maybe I'll get invited on this thing, and I'm so excited. I can't thank you guys. I'm excited to get in there. I watched diligently. We need a punter's perspective. We need a punter's perspective. We need to analyze some of these special teams going on. We don't know what's going on. Me and Leckler were texting each other about <laughs> your guys' lack of respect. Like AJ Cole hit like a 60-yard <laughs> yeah. ball, and Peyton's like, all right, fuck it. All right, we'll get on. Got a break. We'll see. You I'm like, hey, Peyton, will you please just show a little bit of love for the guy that just murdered the ball? I think Sam Cook had a beauty as well. And Peyton was so mad about the three and out, like about the decisions that were made. He's like, I'm going to go get some water. I'm going to be back on the yeah. other side. The, the only thing that comes up with special teams is if, if there's a penalty. That's the only time we'll, we'll mention a special teams. If there's on a kickoff and there's a holding or a punt return, there's a holding and we get and the offense gets backed up. To their own inside their own ten. That's like you know that's that makes us very mad. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's the only that's, time it's brought up, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> is whenever uh, your lives Don't are screw ruined. It up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Don't screw it up. Uh, it's an honor to be on there tonight. I can't wait just to see what happens and what pops up. Let's talk about tonight's game. You said you've been watching some film. What did you see from Aaron? Was there? Have you seen Aaron? Like, did you guys know his game before? Obviously, both in the NFC and he's been around a long time. What did you see out of that first week that against the Saints and maybe makes you think this will be all right tonight? Or what are your thoughts? on how this should go yeah he's gonna be fine and you know i mean he's the I mean, you got him you got him every week you you interview him and talk to him and so you know they didn't have the ball a whole lot in the first half you know they had they had 12 12 plays you know going into that two minute drive and they had a great two minute drive uh right there just to get the field goal they only had a minute so it wasn't like they had to settle for a field goal they just, that's all the time they had, you know, even to get a field goal was good. He made a great corner route to Devontae Adams, a great throw there to get a chunk. So, um, you know, he just had, you know, he kind of had the interception uh, on that on the first series of the third quarter. They had a great drive. I saw on your show, uh, you know, he took a he took a shot right to the the Nards there, which is never fun. Um, and and uh, and then you know the next possession, he kind of forced one on a go route but you know at that point you're like you, you got to try to get a play you're getting frustrated you haven't had the ball much your defense has been on the field a ton and you're trying to you know kind of get something going and then next thing you know they're down 24-3 and it's it's late in the third quarter there's not you know not a whole lot to to do so you know he'll be fine he can still sling it he can throw it uh and, you know they'll be better going into that second game and and i expect him to you know be hitting all cylinders by this week hey. Eli, what about the flip side? You look at the Detroit Lions and, and Dan Campbell. What do you think? Like, what's the their potential? And can you tell even from one game? Do they look different than they have before because of old Motor City Dan? Yeah, I mean, I think he's you know he's obviously fired up and and uh, and has a lot of intensity. So I think that's good. I think when you have a, a team that's you know has hadn't had a ton of success, you got to have a coach that's going to kind of come in and, and change the attitude around that that team and uh, you know you got to change the culture uh around that organization a little bit and and so i think it's good for them um you know kind of the same thing their deep their defense just you know couldn't couldn't get off the field 
much either. It had the you know the fumble snap like on the first play of the game by San Francisco. After that, San Francisco just ran the ball so well. And uh, you know, I think defensively they like to stay in like a too high and kind of keep everything in front. But San Francisco was just running it um, kind of right down their throats a little bit. They had to go single high, and they they can still continue to run. But then it opened up other play action and just. You know, they never could get San Francisco into a third down. It was like first down, second down, first down throughout the whole game. Offensively, I think when you have Jared Goff just on a new a new quarterback and a new system, it just takes some time. I've been in that, you know, scenario before after being in a system, you know, one system your whole career, you switch it at some point. It just takes a few weeks just to get very comfortable. You, you need these you, games what's the hardest to play part? and to learn from. What's the hardest part of that? Sorry to cut you off of, of learning yeah. a new system. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just some of the terminology and stuff. I, I think, you know, you get to, a, um, you know, something where just visualizing the play. As the play comes in, it's hardest when you, you have like a word. Let's say it was like, hey, twins right was a formation you had in your old system. That meant something. And also in this system, they have twins right also, but it's a different formation. So sometimes you're just kind of going back and forth and, and visualizing the, the play and, the heat, and right? playing fast. And yeah. just playing fast, making good decisions. You know, seeing everything, and, and uh, it just takes a little time. But he's a smart guy. I think they are letting him put in some of his plays in the system, which is a good idea to get him comfortable and, and get him playing fast. That's like uh, we have a guy here, Zito, whose parents uh, came to America from Cuba. Oh, yeah. His house only spoke Spanish, and then all of his friends spoke English. And he mixed them together so perfectly that nobody could fucking understand what he was saying. <laughs> That's kind of Jared Goff has got to deal with, yeah. you know, two different languages. There is a hypnotist that can get that thing straightened out mm -hmm. like he had to see oh, yeah. as a child. We're talking to Eli Manning, obviously two-time Super Bowl champ and host of Monday Night Manning, which is going to be on ESPN2 tonight at 8.13 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I got tweeted that last week. Uh, I want to talk to you about some of your career and some – you know, football stuff, if that's okay, Eli? Let's do it. Okay, everybody knew Bill Belichick was going to beat the hell out of Zach Wilson yesterday. What what you have obviously had success against him in the grandest stage and everything like that. What is it about Belichick, and what is it about some of these coaches that make it so impossible for quarterbacks, especially young ones and offenses as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think what Belichick does in their defense is that they're, they're extremely multiple, and they can be – Three, four. They can go four down. They can, you know, play every single coverage in the book. And so I, he likes to get smart players on their defense where they can do so many different things. So as a, you know, quarterback, it's hard because you, you're not just going to get, you know, one look. And, and things they did the week before, they're not going to play any of those coverages. They're going to play, uh, uh, you know, all new stuff. So for a young quarterback, you're just going to get confused. You're going to, you know, get plays you've worked on all week thinking you're going to get these coverages and now you're not. And it's like, hey, well, what's my progression? Where do I go the ball? And he wants you to force things. He's going to say, hey, you're you're not going to be patient enough. You're not mature enough to take check downs and play smart all game. You're going to want to throw it deep and you're going to want to take shots and we're going to get our interceptions. And, and that's what happened. I watched that game yesterday and, and um, you know, he just tried to force some things and, and you just can't do that in the NFL. You can't get greedy. You can't get – Hey, I'm tired of taking check check downs because, uh, or I'm trying to. I'm tired of throwing it underneath. I want to throw it down the field. You know, when it's not there, bad things happen. Uh, my last question before the boys have a couple. We're talking to Eli Manning. Um, are the Giants cursed because of 
what happened with you at the end of their career, uh, your career there, where they benched you out of nowhere? <laughs> McAdoo does that yeah. whole situation. Is that a curse you think that's happening? Or Daniel Jones has his best game by far as a Giant. They still lose. What's going to happen with the Giants organization? You think, Eli? You know, yeah. Last week was a heartbreaker. I mean, you kind of, you know, you're like cheering. You, you know, I'm watching it. I'm jumping up and down. Hey, good win. That was, a, you know, way to rally back. And everybody stepped up and played well. And then. You know, they're like, what? Oh, I didn't see anybody jump. I didn't, you know, usually when you think all sides on a field goal, it's like one of the outside guys who's trying to jump the cadence to, to get the block, not an, you know, interior lineman move in when you're just, you know, right in front of the ball. So that was a, you know, that was a, a heartbreaker. So, you know, hopefully they can get back on track. They got Atlanta this week, who's, you know, doesn't seem to, you know, look to be playing real, real well. So, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting, it's my, my Jersey retirement. So I'd like to be there and, and be in good cheer <laughs> and have some cheers at halftime. I mean, that's when it's going down. I'd like to have a lead at halftime. And so, you know, you get some cheers and, and, and don't get anything else. Atlanta feels like the right team to be doing it against. Congrats, by the way. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Speeches in stadiums are always tough. You know, your brother just did one yesterday. I think he just said, hey, thanks a lot. All right. You know, the sound is a uh, – the sound is – Yeah. Yeah. They said – I asked, I said, how long How long do I have? They're like, uh, they're like, yeah, you don't have very long. You, you have like a minute. I'm like, I'll do it in 25 seconds or less. Like, this is going to be brief. I, you know, I've seen the halftime speech. Coughlin gave one a few years ago. Um for our uh, Super Bowl 42 10 year anniversary, like we were still, we were about to like kick off. He is still on the stage. He's like, "You said I had five minutes. I'm taking my five minutes. I'm getting everything in. So I will not be long winded. I promise." Four minutes and 25 seconds of that was not understandable because the echo <laughs> yeah. is hitting yeah. the other person. Anyways, go ahead, Ty. Eli, you and Peyton got the chance to watch Lamar Jackson last week, and then after last night, again, he just looks incredible. And I think you guys even mentioned it. Like, you know, it's tough for us to even talk about this because he plays so differently is it weird when you look at some of these like younger guys like Lamar and Kyler Murray and, and think like wow we, we're playing the same position and can you like see stuff in your game that they do or not really there was some before before you hit that there was some stat about quarterback rushing yards this week that was the highest in the history of the game or something oh, yeah. 100 yard game it was like the highest in the history of the game so it seems like that's the trend yeah no doubt I mean I think um, you know the, the fact that Lamar you know, him, 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 the way he runs the ball, I mean, over 100 yards rushing, he throws the ball. I mean, he, he's got all the tools. And, you know, I think obviously the number one risk is, you know, the hits. But he's so fast. He gets out of bounds. He does slide. Like, he doesn't take a whole lot of hits. Um, you know, he's not, you know, but he does do a good job. I mean, they do some of those quarterback runs. I mean, he's running through, the you know, in, in between the tackles and some of that stuff. And so you just, you get, you get weary of that. All it takes is one you know, one weird shot and uh, it, it could slow him down. So you hope you don't see that, but you just see a playmaker and he's, he's exciting to watch. I, I'm a, I'm like, uh, you know, just, just love watching it because it's so different than how I played and some of the stuff I'm trying to learn, like, is that a read option? Is that a, is that a full quarterback run? I'm trying to, you know, just kind of look at some of the decision-making he's making uh, and try to, you know, figure it out from a quarterback perspective. So just amazed at his ability and he's, he's an exciting player. Eli, is it your uh, your nephew Arch who looks like he's going to become possibly the greatest football player of all time? <laughs> all time. Like, how's it going? Like with him, and what was his process like? Did you know at a young age? Like, okay, this dude's special. You know, it's it's fun to watch him, and he's got a good attitude towards everything. And I feel I feel for him. I mean, he's got so much pressure, so many expectations. Like you said, it's like oh, 
you know, people say, hey, I hear your, you know, your nephew is going to be the best of all of y'all. I'm like, oh, that's no pressure. You know, Peyton <laughs> went into the Hall of Fame. This year, so, you know, it's not really easy. You know, it's not hard to become better than, than him and, and, and have a better career. So I think he's just – I've told him, hey, enjoy being a high school football player. Like, that is a great time in your life. Some of the best friends you'll have forever. Like, don't start thinking so much about colleges or, hey, where am I going to go play college and, and thinking about the next levels where – you don't get to enjoy this time in your life. And, and so just enjoy it, work hard at it, be a great teammate. And, you know, you'll, you'll figure out where you're going to go play college. Like you'll, you'll, you'll make a good decision. You'll know the right spot and, and, and then you'll enjoy that time as well. But don't, don't miss out on this time in your life because, uh, you know, people want you to make a decision or, 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 or you know, don't put extra pressure on yourself. But uh, he's slinging around. They had a little, you know, New Orleans got delayed a little bit because of the hurricane. So they had the first game last week and, uh, you know, they won and, and he's playing well and, and has a good team. And, uh, you know, he's just like in the last year or two, he's really gotten into football, like in the X's and O's of it. And so that's been fun to talk, you know, talk about defenses, talk about concepts Jeez. of offenses and, and what works. Yeah, so he's going to be the best of all of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it sounds like he's already diving into the X's and O's. Like what Russell Wilson and Peyton and Eli did in that fourth quarter yeah. of last week's game, Arch is already doing that. Knows you're not supposed to throw the ball outside on that particular coverage. Uh-huh. And that's what I learned in that fourth quarter there. I texted Cooper, and I, a co-host of College Bowl, by the way, great show. I texted yeah. Cooper, and I was like, what a life Arch is having. He's a junior in high school, and he walks into Georgia in the student section, okay? These co-eds, all right, as a, as a junior in high school. We want Arch painted onto their bodies. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I have no idea how I would handle that if I was – and Coop was like, he has a great attitude about it. I'm like, I don't think there's a better family to be a part of for those types of expectations and conversations. A body paint for a junior in high school, I mean, fucking absurd what he's going to have to go through. I can't wait to see how he navigates those waters. An aggressive move, aggressive move. I did talk to Coop, and uh, and Arch was impressed by that. that was <laughs> you know, so you know, he's not worried about the NILs. He's not worried about this. He's worried about the body paint on the on the student section. That's what, what impresses him the most. Arch sounds like a legend already. Yeah. Hey, did you see what they did? They had <laughs> Pretty a full cool. body paint thing. Oh, that'd be great. What do you have, Ty? What? The oh no, sorry. Yeah. Oh sorry. yeah, uh, Eli. You know, last week you guys were devastated by a fire alarm, and that has actually <laughs> happened uh, in this studio as well. What the hell happened there? Uh, did Cooper just pull it from the back because <laughs> you guys kind of left them out, or what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I never got a, a, a formal description of what happened. So last week we were actually—I was actually in studio in New York for last week. From now on, I will be in my basement doing it. So I, I hear the fire alarm. I did not see anybody running. For the stairwell however i mean it was like hey keep going keep going we're good we're good and that's all i hear i'm like are you sure we're good are you sure just you know is there a fire in the building i i, I never heard but we just kind of kept going the mic went out one time i went to the handheld mic so there's definitely some uh some issues we're working through you know it was our first time first time jitters but uh, hopefully it'll be a little smoother this week. Oh, my God. You did like a four-minute question. <laughs> and you, yeah. you didn't have the mic. The mic wasn't on. I, remember- I was talking. I know. I had like my best story talking about <laughs> <laughs> 
And, you know, I, and I was like, I, I'm talking, all of a sudden I hear Peyton, Peyton like talking over me. I'm like, why is he talking over me? I got a good story going here. And my mic was not working. So, but we, we, we're working it out. We're working it out. Hey, that type of stuff is going to happen forever, by the way. Technology is the greatest thing of all time and the worst thing of all time. Watching you guys battle through it actually made us feel like pretty good, actually. So I don't know if you did that on purpose, but we appreciate you lifting all the other spirits out there. Sure. You know? Are you wearing the tank top tonight, uh, Pat? Have you thought about your attire? What are you going? Nah, what you, I saw you guys were kind of like it was like a business cash feel almost, right? You, I think this is business casual for you, right? You True, know, you've seen me in some events. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you're right. That is. Uh, what are you wearing tonight? Are you going to be in your basement? Does that change anything for you or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't thought about it. So uh, you, you wear, you know, I think you you hey. got to go something loud. You got to make a statement. You on Saban's fucking boat? Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> You might be he the not, he, did, he did not go easy on me. He did not go easy. <laughs> hey, that, I mean, I haven't watched the entire episode yet, but somebody on Twitter decided to rip that entire thing, basically, of you and Saban talking, and it's all free on Twitter, obviously. I'm sure ESPN doesn't appreciate that or anything. <laughs> but you talking to Saban, wearing oh, the man. most... <laughs> so you're the only humans. The Mannings are the only humans that could get away with it, and I appreciate the fact that you did that. What was Nick Saban's first reaction whenever you showed up looking like that? Just kind of shaking his head, like how how did I, you know, why did I commit to doing this? And so, <laughs> I think I got to take advantage, you know, not to bring my nephew back into it, but all these coaches, I'm doing, you know, this college football history, of college football, all these coaches are saying yes to my, hey, can I come interview you? I need like three hours. Usually they say, hey, you got 30 minutes. I'm like, I think my nephew is on your recruiting list. He's like, all right, you got three hours. <laughs> Totally taking advantage, taking advantage of the situation. Uh, you deserve it. You guys have earned it. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Eli, obviously you're retired doing media. Phil's retired coaching. Ben's the only one left still playing from your draft class. He's taken a lot of criticism over the last two years. Do you think that's warranted? How do you feel about uh, what Ben has done the last two years? Yeah, you know, I think he's still Ben can still he can still play. You know, he can still. Uh, extend plays and um, you know throw it down the field and and knows the offense and and so you know I, I you know I think you always root for your quarterback class and you know always rooted for uh, for Philip always rooted for Ben um, you know you kind of want them to have success like you know, maybe you don't always want them winning like tons of Super Bowls <laughs> every every year like you know but you want them to win games and play well and as a as a collective like group you you want to be kind of considered a great draft class and so i'm 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 you know proud that ben's you know still still slinging it out there and playing and and uh and playing well last question as we go here and we can't thank you enough for your time eli manning um obviously there was a quote i think from peyton about how uh if it wasn't for mama manning okay tom would have two more at this point but now Tom is playing almost his best football yet. He has four consecutive games with at least four touchdowns. Your brother has the record with five consecutive games with these four touchdowns. So it seems like he's eyeing that for next week. Whenever you and Peyton talk about Tom, and I know Tom had hung out with Peyton in some different situations, and I think their friendship grew a lot more behind the scenes than anybody else knows. So I don't know if you're a part of that as well. But whenever you and Peyton talk about Tom, what is the overall narrative? Like, how the hell is this guy doing this? Or is he an alien? What is the conversation chat about? That? Yeah, and, and and really, if it weren't for my mom, he'd probably have four more because we. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. I won two Super Bowls. Peyton knocked him out of two AFC Championship games, so he could have, <laughs> you know, he could have had, you know, eleven Super Bowls at this point. So it's, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, and I think, you know, you always could, you know, the last years you could always say, well, 
it was the system. It was Belichick and everything they were doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, he leaves, goes to a new team, new coach, new coordinators in a pandemic year and gets the same results and goes to the Super Bowl and wins. And then you see him this year, you know, that he's a a, a second year in this offense. Uh, He has weapons, obviously, on on the offensive side. Their defense is playing great. And and you see – what he can produce and this throwing more, you know, more touchdowns. He had what five last night and so or yesterday. So it's just unbelievable. There, there, there's no words to describe. He just he just keeps somehow getting better and and arm is still strong and he moves in the pocket and and has a um, you know just that willingness to do everything it takes to to go win. So just that competitive edge that he still has and that drive. It's unbelievable. We have a Giants fan in the office named Bruce. He was wondering why you don't do the Sloppy Joe tweets on Sundays anymore. The team needs it. All right. Good call. Good call. I think next week I might have to, I'm going to have to do it. I think here it is. You got the New Jersey, the you know, northern New Jersey Sloppy Joe is a little different than the rest of the world considers a Sloppy Joe. So I might have to bring it back for good luck. Uh, and get that first win for the Giants this week. You're the man. Can't wait to join you tonight. Can't wait to watch you the rest of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, Eli Manning. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Tonight, we stare down the Packers at home in Lambeau, hosting NFC North rival the Detroit Lions. Minus 11.5 is where it currently stands or where it started at the beginning of the show. It is still there. How do you see this one panning out, AJ? And I pray to God that we're on the same side here. Well, I, I definitely think the Packers win this, but I don't think they cover 11 and a half. Fuck! Oh, no. God damn it. That's not an indictment on the Packers. I'm just saying 11 and a half like is it. a lot. No, it's not an indictment on the Packers, but you are on the right side because I Lions, said. Hey, first of all, the Lions almost came back and beat the Niners when they were down 100. So, like, they, they got some fight in. Yeah, they ain't just going to go easy into the night. You know what I mean? They, they ain't just going to rest mm. on their yawnies. I get it, but I'm heavy on the Packers. Minus 11 and a half. So it is Mush McAfee fade me season. I mean, this is technically the right call, especially with you being the hottest prognosticator on the planet and me being ice cold. You going on Lions plus 11 and a half. I, I should have seen that coming from a mile away. Why? Why should you have seen it? For everything I just said, AJ. <laughs> Idiot. I, I mean, I like I said, Jesus. what did I say before, Pat? It's the NFL. The Packers may win by 30 or they may lose. I don't know. You never, I don't think they cover. Hey, my tie. 
<laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, maybe they die. Lions love doing that. Uh-huh. That'd be a huge night for us. Hey, the Lions will battle it. <laughs> the Tie-ins, dude. That's literally, I mean, they are all yeah. about it. The Detroit Tie-ins love that type of thing. You know, Jared Goff and MCDC going into Lambeau just a couple years ago whenever the Lions traveled into Lambeau. Their kicker threw a dime of a touchdown, and they blew out the Packers 35 nothing or something like nice. that. Yeah. I Just tonight, Randall Cobb's back. Yeah. Lambo's back. What? They were in Duval. All the offseason bullshit. Aaron gets a chance to jog out on that field and say, I, I've been saying this all along. I fucking love you guys. Mm-hmm. I love this place. Look for Randall Cobb to score a touchdown tonight as well. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Actually, there's a bet. There's a prop bet that Boston Connor has been pushing on the office heavily for this evening. What is it? Randy Cobb, two touchdowns at plus 3,100. Oh. You are the touchdown parlay god right now, by the way. Yeah. I mean, inches have robbed you out of thousands of dollars, but you've hit on other ones. You said Pringle was going to score. Nobody even knew that guy was playing last night. That hit a parlay for you. You like Randall Cobb, two tuds, not only because it's his first game back in Lambeau as a Packer, but yeah. also because Aaron has potentially heard a little little bit of the say uh say about randall cobb and the guy that he signed a little bit he's definitely going to score one so if you want to put that into a parlay for sure but ty said it earlier it's a get right game for aaron you know let's let's figure it out let's get this offense back on track he's gonna trust his guys let's let's go to randall and you got to assume detroit's gonna put 15 people on Devonte adams and if they don't then Devonte two touchdowns plus 310 just throwing that out there too packers lose tonight the world is gonna burn tomorrow yeah <laughs> you know that is yes that would you will see full panic mode from everyone outside the facility and definitely some select few inside the facility if they lose tonight. We might have to move to overreaction Aaron Rodgers Tuesday <laughs> and today we did hashtag PMS overreaction. It trended in like five minutes or something. Thank you all. Yeah. Let's bounce around the internet a little bit, AJ, on people's thoughts. Dave Bach at Bucky fourteen. Hey Bucky fourteen. Uh-huh. Hey Bucky. Hey, Bucky. What sport do you think is this? Hockey? Baki? Maybe rugby. Could That's be. a big... Frisbee it's got to be rugby, right? Key sport. You think Dave Box playing rugby? I'm not sure. Yeah, he says NRL, I guess, right there. Baki! Baki! Pat, I don't overreact, but the NFL is the worst officiated sport in the world, and it's not even close. That's saying something as the NRL officiating here in Australia, because those are white stars around the flag, as opposed to red stars, which would be New Zealand, is atrocious. So the everybody has you know, beef with their officiating. Soccer people hate the VAR. They absolutely hate it. It's terrible, by the way. There are some things that happen in that. It's like, how is this person watching the same replay as me? People in the NRL, I'm learning, down in Australia, literally 27-hour flight from here on the other side of the world. They have issues with officiating. It is a worldwide thing because nobody wants to do it anymore. But with the way the technology is, I think we should help out these refs, AJ. We should have somebody in each game like the XFL had, like, hey, pick that up. That ain't what it is, actually. Let's go. These refs are kind of set up for failure while everybody else gets a chance to see it in, like, 2020 vision, 8K everywhere. I just, I think we need to help these people out more than less, AJ, in my personal opinion. Uh, 100% you have to help them out more. We have 5,000 cameras in every, every stadium now when there's every game that's on tv as they all are we need to use all of them and going like to the julio touchdown that got taken away yeah they didn't have any good angles really like they didn't have any definitive it should have stayed touchdown they should have gave a touchdown i think but until you saw the still shot that came out where his heel looked like it was in 
I'm like, man, can't we get him a better angle? This is the NFL. Like, we need some more camera angles. The SoFi Stadium looks like it is packed to the gills with every mm -hmm. 8K camera in the country, by the way. Yeah, in the end zones, too. Tony Romo and Nance were on an 8K shot, oh, I think, in the yeah. booth. Yeah. yeah. In uh -huh. the booth. That's a 10-second shot, 15-second shot, only <laughs> happening twice. I think the booth has an 8K portrait shot in that. That stadium looks like it's from the year 2050. I mean, the yeah. way it, it, that is beautiful out there. How, not, not saying that Allegiant Stadium is not, but I feel like in LA, all the tech, it was supposed to be a certain amount of billions and it ended up being like eight billion or uh -huh. something like that. I think they were just putting everything in there. It seems like, hey, let's not change here in five years when everybody else has to. Let's have her. It looked beautiful there, but you're right. Some of these stadiums, how do we not have an angle on that? How do we not know? Especially with the amount of money. I just. I understand college, certain college games, they only have certain, like, Four or five cameras for some games. Yeah, I get it. There's 5,000 games every weekend. But the NFL, like, there should be – I'm sure there is a minimum amount of cameras that, can't, like, the, the network has to bring. But whatever that is, double it, man, and do it on the sidelines and in the end zones especially. Make sure there's never, like, a catch that we can't find, like, through one of our angles. So the pylon cam has become a weapon because they actually just move a – they just – send extra pylons to move for the first down thing so they have the pylon cam basically at every first down marker which is brilliant i think it's good news i think that's great but the back of the end zone front of the end zone there should be just like a full-on just a steady cam that is there uh, that is hard cam should be there every single time. right down the goal line right down the goal line and right on the, the end line too and we like have enough money. In the end zone. We have enough money. $110 billion coming in <laughs> at least uh -huh. in the next 11 years just in media rights, let alone jerseys, concessions, everything else that could potentially be happening. So it should be. Let's bounce around. Shout out to uh, Australia being a part of Overreaction Monday. Let's go to the Instagram account here. Uh, this is from Haswasim. Yes. Yep. Boom. H-U-S-S-W-A-S-E-E-M on Instagram. Can my dude Cooper Cup get some goddamn love as one of the best wide receivers in the business? The man loves Jesus, but that doesn't mean we can't love him shit. <laughs> Even I look past it, says Hus Wasim. Also, why does no one give love to my Rams? Is it because the city of St. Louis is trying to sue our doors off? Maybe. Either way, Jalen Ramsey is a baller, and we're going to clap cheeks well into February. Mark my words. Aaron Donald may not be the player he was the last four years, but he's still elite. And what is up with Gumpy being a Liverpool fan? Can we get some Manchester United love for once? F my life. Couple things here. We talk about the Rams all the goddamn time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, we have not put over Cooper Cup as much. Last year he was hurt, but he did dominate the Indianapolis Colts just yesterday. We got a problem with people just being wide open uh, for other <laughs> teams' offenses. Is that because Russell Wilson and Ty Lockett seem to be able to do that to everybody? Will Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup be able to do this to everybody? Maybe the Colts seem to be a little bit of an issue. Cooper's a stud, but we've been talking about the Rams for a long time. To sue the doors off of, I think, and I have not read enough. Ty has read into this. That's probably going to get settled, and that's going to one group of people in St. Louis, right? That's yeah. not going to the entire city of St. Louis. No, it's the St. Louis Sports Commission, or what you know, like in other cities, it'd be like the Sports Authority. Like, like you said, it's usually a group of a bunch of very rich benefactors that are the ones who are kind of making all the decisions around the team. But they're going to owe them money. Allegedly, they said they had until this time they weren't negotiating in good faith to get out of there. And who knows? The new stadium's awesome, and Stan built that with his own money. Yeah, so he probably could have done that in St. Louis. Right. Is probably what they're saying. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We talk about Ronaldo all the time. All that's right. Manchester United, right? That's who he's talking about there, Gumpy? What's yeah, it all been about? pumping that guy's tires for weeks. You know who hasn't? FIFA. They had Cristiano Ronaldo as a 75 athlete or something yeah, like that. Ridiculous. Uh, 75 physique. The 70. guy's fucking shredded. Still, every day of his life, that guy's on a Peloton for a four hours somehow, and then he plays every single game. And that's run by EA Sports. Mm. Oh. They need to get 
out of the game. They, I Ooh, think that yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Uh, let's continue to bounce around the internet here. Uh, Eric Bannon at I am Bannon underscore. Raiders are better than the Chiefs based on this very moment in time. It's just facts. Hey, Pat, Mr. McAfee, sir, I love you. It's time you put some respect on Carr's name. Your time is up. His time is now. John Cena lyrics there at the end. AJ, this was your point just a couple seconds ago. Yeah, and I didn't even have people coming at me. I just feel like watching him for through his first two weeks, like didn't people kind of write him off? Like, oh, Mariota's healthy. Maybe he starts. Like, I've heard rumblings of that. I just feel like the dude's been quietly playing very well for a long time, I feel like. And I think his guaranteed money ends after this season. There isn't a new deal on board. I got attacked by Raiders fans last year because when it appeared as if his groin popped out of his skin mm-hmm. on a Thursday night football game and he was out, carted out basically of the thing. I thought that was all she wrote. Didn't have a long contract. I thought that was going to be a terrible injury, especially how it looked on the field. Mariota came in and dominated. I'm like, have we seen the end of Derek Carr? Literally, because of that, he started the next game yeah. and they continued to win somehow. The guys, he, he who's that thing with the, the Wolverine? Is that the one that heals quickly? Yeah. yeah. Derek Hugh Carr's Jackman? like Wolverine. Huh? Hugh Jackman. That's the actor. That's the guy that plays him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He does the whoosh. Oh, oh, yeah. Whips claws at. Gotcha. What did Hugh yep. Jackman do? Why do you know he did something? No, he's, he's the guy. He's that guy. I haven't seen the movie, but that's him. He's actually a Yeah, constant. but you never really chime in actor. on this type of thing unless something terrible has happened to him. Because he's jacked. Because he gets jacked for those roles. I've watched this thing where he talks about his nutrition and his lifting program, and he definitely doesn't take anything. Yeah. Any uh, kind of anabolic substances and right. all of that. I knew you had something you wanted to get to. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I'm not even trying to get to that. I think actors what? should absolutely own up to it if they do. I'm like, you're, trying, you're getting a role, man. You're on camera. You should. That's part of your role is your body. It's entertainment. You're supposed to do that. But you're saying that it seems like they act like they didn't. And then you see posts on the internet that like, this is insert name of well, actor. He's so he gets like, I mean, the dude, it gets so vascular and Very shredded vascular. as well yeah. as big. And it's like late forties. Just tough to do. Yeah. Do you want to know what his program is? Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love to get your program, Hugh. Send, send me up. I'm all for it. Hey, Wolverine, it seems like Derek Carr's already got your program because he heals himself from certain injury. Yesterday, he was down and out. He came back and won that game. AJ Hawk's looking for the vascularity that you get whenever you're fucking Wolverine, dude, if you could send those over. Derek Carr, hell of a player. Will he be the Raiders' long-term answer? Gruden's signed a 10-year deal. Will he run into the rest of his 10 years with Derek Carr? If they continue winning, I think that is... No question at all, sir. Let's continue to bounce around the internet here. Mike Mifflin, 11. This is a Colts fan. The Colts will end up with a top 10 pick that will ultimately go to the Eagles. This is fascinating. Hashtag PMS Overreaction Monday. We appreciate you, Mike, being a part of this on Twitter. The Carson Wentz deal with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Colts' Chris Ballard said, hey, we'll pick up your $700 million contract. Mm -hmm. Okay, We have that. Come on over. We'll do this thing. And then the Eagles were like, well, we want a first-round pick. Uh, and Chris Bauer said, so you get a second-round pick. And they're like, but there's a chance for it to become a first-round pick. So Carson Wentz has to play 75% of the snaps. If he plays 75% of the snaps for the Indianapolis Colts this season, that second-round pick goes to a first-round pick. If he plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs, that goes from a second-round pick to a first-round pick that is going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, if I'm... 
and I didn't watch enough Carson Wentz, I guess, as an eagle. I didn't watch every single snap. If I'm watching Carson Wentz, there ain't no fucking shot this guy's playing 75% of this season or 70% of the season. He sprained both ankles yesterday. Both ankles were sprained in one game as a quarterback in the NFL, AJ. He is the most reckless human. He's a wild card. He's rolling. No play is over. He ain't ever going to survive. I don't know how this guy's made it this far, AJ. I, I am with you. I, I don't. He's all, he's so big too, and how he moves, he looks reckless when he moves. How he runs with his whole body, like it's it's, it's pretty amazing. He's too tough for his own good, probably. And he, I, maybe now he'll think about getting rid of the ball a few times or whatever. But I get it. I understand his mentality. Like he's he never feels like the play is over. He can always get it done. Andrew Luck. I, I, he's never told me this, but just from watching him both inside the building and on the field, it felt like Andrew Luck felt he was disrespecting football. If he quit on a play or didn't do it, like, that's not how you play football, you know? So everybody was like, hey, man, you got to just go out of bounds. You got to, like, this has to stop. I feel like everybody was telling him that, and he just couldn't do it because that's not what football is. Like, he felt bad about it. Carson Wentz feels like every single play he is trying to score a touchdown and kill himself. It, it feels like that is his objective every time he steps on the field. Joining us now, a man who probably watched every single snap of the game, uh, host of Everything DB and the Man to Man podcast, nine-year NFL vet, one of the smartest dudes I've ever been around, ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah! He's trying yo, yo, to. What's he, up, fellas? Hey, Carson's trying to die on the field every single play. What a maniac out there, D. Bud. <laughs> man, hey, he's a he, he's wild out there, man. And they was he was running for his life um, with that Rams D line. Obviously, we're banged up up front, but um, both ankles it's not looking good. And Eason, he got put in a bad spot. But I'm um, not very confident in those backups out there in Indy either. Okay, so like Carson, every time he slides, he doesn't slide. He dives head first as well. And I saw, I think it was safety. You might have known it, but he actually like didn't touch him because he knew like if you dive head first, play isn't over from the quarterback. It's slide yep. feet first. Didn't touch him. And then as Carson was standing up, he was going to punch that ball out from him. It was like a very savvy play. The ref blew it dead, though. I think it's because he, he gave up himself or something. However they described it, maybe the ref fucked up. But like those types of things as a defense – when you see a quarterback that plays like that, you got to know, like, hey, we're going to be able to get, like, 10 shots on this guy probably today. And if you got an Aaron Donald out there, like, that's something defenses think about, right? Like, hey, this guy can is going to take a lot of shots, maybe a couple big ones in there, right? Isn't that something that's Yeah, so, so I remember uh, watching the, the Manning cast last week. That was one of the things that I think Ray Lewis said. Like, you're always trying to get that one good shot on the quarterback. And obviously the smart ones, even a guy like Lamar or – Kyler Murray, like those guys don't get hit like that. But but Carson, for some reason, he likes to extend and play every play and not give up on plays. Even the play he got hurt on with Aaron Donald, you know, that was like the very last second he was trying to make a throw there. So, yeah, you got to get down, man. You got to protect yourself as a quarterback, like the team. Like we need you out there. You're the most important guy on the team, on the field, week in and week out. So we need you out there. So he's got to make uh, better decisions for sure. But did you watch uh, the Saints and Jameis and like what what was different from week one to week two for him and the rest of that team? Shit, uh, everything, man. <laughs> Shout out! You see my you see my Panthers helmet I got back there. I gotta yeah. before I even get to Jameis, I gotta apologize to Sam Darnold. Oh, oh, no. oh, hey, hey, hey we were sitting on that. Hey, hey, we were where I said, hey, this guy stinks. He sucks. And uh, the biggest reason I said that was his decision-making. But he's got much better in that department. Obviously, having seen Matt. And what um, Matt Rule has done with that Panther squad, man, he came in his first year and went all defense in the first draft, which isn't sexy. Not going to sell a bunch of tickets. But you see, uh, you know, that paying dividends. Now they went out got Sam Darnold. 
took his fifth year extension and uh, he's playing smart football. And on the other side of it, the Saints, you know, Jameis kind of looked like he reverted. He made some terrible decisions. He was under duress, you know, all afternoon. Um, wasn't put in a lot of favorite positions like he was against the Packers. And uh, on that offensive side of the ball, they were missing a lot of coaches. Um, you know, obviously with the COVID, they were out like seven, eight coaches. I think the rookie quarterback was in charge of substitutions and shit like that. So a lot of things uh, were up against them. But, um, you know, Jameis is one of those guys where things need to be in place around him. He needs to be put in good positions all game. And well, not all game, but most of the time, and uh, he he was he struggled. He struggled last week. So I don't know which one is the real Saints. Is it the week one Saints or the week two Saints? I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah, and what do we know about who now, especially because of what they did to the Green Bay Packers? I guess we're going to be able to tell a lot tonight. I think over the first five weeks of the season, we're trying to figure out who's what and how is it going, but the Saints have definitely seemed to be feast or famine thus far. I love what Sean Payton said, though, at the end. You know, we didn't have any coaches, and people could say that was, <laughs> that was an excuse. We wouldn't use that as an excuse, but we literally had no fucking coaches <laughs> how big of a deal is that and we'll ask chuck pagano about that on wednesday that's massive right because obviously sean payton has his message and that message is sent to the coaches who after are supposed to deliver it in there when you're missing like six guys on the offensive side of the ball coaches that that's that's a big fucking deal right you just got to bank on the players i guess running that whole thing i didn't even see how they operated all week that, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, the, the whole operation is different. Uh, so we all know, like, every all those different coaches kind of have their different responsibilities. One guy's, you know, maybe responsible for the subs. One guy may be responsible for, you know, hand signals or something like that. One guy has to make sure the guys that, that are splitting time between offense and defense and special teams, he's got to be on top of that. So that's a lot of responsibility, you know, going to different people who aren't used to handling that job so that's definitely a big deal uh you know I took him still going into the game I thought you know because they had Sean Payton and the coach that he is you know the offensive you know genius that he's been for a while they'll be all right but um that looked bad and like I, I wouldn't say that was the reason they lost it was just poor decision making uh and they got dominated in the trenches all day okay so let's let's move on to another team here Teddy Two Gloves if he would have had Christian McCaffrey at running back. I think much different year for him last year. Christian McCaffrey, another guy like Carson Wentz, seems to be heading towards injury every time he gets the ball. So fast, so explosive, does not go away from contact. He's trying to jump through four people if he can. He's electrifying to watch. The Panthers have only beat, though, and this sounds like an, an asshole move, the Saints and the Jets, right? And the Saints, we yeah. have no idea what they are. The Saints had no coaches. The Saints, a division rival, though, that's a big deal. Broncos, though, Teddy Two Gloves there, they vote, they beat the Giants and the Jags here, all right? What do we know about anything, especially with Urban Meyer? Should they have kept Tim Tebow on that team? Are the Jags a joke? And how do you feel about the Broncos squad? I feel good about the Broncos squad. Good defense. Um, you know, defense, you know, I still believe defense wins championships to an extent. You got a quarterback like Teddy Two Gloves who um, he's not – if he can stay healthy, that's the big thing, and he's not going to put you in a lot of bad, uh, you know, situations as an offense, as a team. So if he keeps uh, continuing to do that, they'll be all right in the Broncos. I'm high on the Broncos, but, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock those Panthers wins. You know, there's been some good wins, and they've, they've played well. I'm kind of – Kind of jumping on that train a little bit. I, I agree. I absolutely love them. Last the Jaguars, year, I mean, they it's stink. a shit show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a while. I mean, Urban was almost going to USC after one game. Against, <laughs> I mean, that was just – and then him obviously being upset about the loss. I get it. He's competitive. Uh, but the NFL is filled with uber-competitive people. I, I think that is something like maybe Urban's uber-competition level 
was like more than everybody in college and is able to recruit yeah. and everything like that. In the NFL, you got a bunch of psychopaths that literally uh-huh. only eat, breathe, and sleep football in the coaching department, and none of them give a fuck about what you did in college. And I think that has been evident throughout the other NFL coaches. I got one last question before the boys have something for you. Uh, D-Butt, you talked about this on your Twitter account, and it's real. Michael Parsons, whenever we saw him in Hard Knocks, the only issue he had, it seemed to be whenever he had to get, drop back and cover somebody, right? There were some people that shook him. I think Judy shook him or whatever. In a game, he got shook a couple of times in space. I mean, that's a difference between the ball game. Yesterday, because the injuries on defense alignment, Micah Parsons was rushing the passers. Had the most... Uh, uh, quarterback rushes, pressures since Nick Bosa in 2019 with eight pressures. You put out a tweet and said, we ain't never going to see him dropping the coverage ever again. You think Mike Parsons? Back. Yeah, okay. All right. Outside linebacker for the end, what do you think? Full pass rusher, whatever you want to put him on the on the you know on the depth chart, but he'll be a pass rusher, I think. I mean, he was a he was a five-star uh, DA recruit coming out. And uh, he's just one of those guys, he's got a motor. And, and I think the more reps he gets at it, the better he'll get. So I think it'll kind of be a blessing in disguise, you know, for not only him, but the Cowboys, because you'll get uh, Lawrence back when he's healthy. He's a top, you know, 10 pass rusher in the game. So we know who we know what this game's about. It's about the passer and uh, getting after the passer. So and if you're a player, if you're his agent, I'm sure his agent is rubbing his hands, too, because by the time he's up, he'll probably, be, you know, renegotiate 35 a year. So, um, I mean, I, I love the kid. Uh, I love his energy. I love how he plays. And Ben, he missed, you know, the all last year playing football. I think personally, and AJ will uh, know better than I would, I think it's much tougher to come back and play off-ball linebacker than come and be a pass rusher. It's, it's a lot more things that have to go on through your head, not only for you, but other guys around you uh, being an off-ball backer. So I think it'll be a blessing for him and the Cowboys going forward. I think that, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about it, but I think you're 100% right. If you're rushing the passer, hey, put your hand down and go try to beat this one guy. Like, that's all you got to do, especially if you're – you're young and you're a rookie and you already have too much that they've thrown at you. Yep. I think it could be a good move. But, Debo, what about tonight? Lions, Packers, Monday night. Are the Packers going to bounce back? I think Packers bounce back. Yeah, I, I you know, I can't overreact to, to Aaron Rodgers thinking it up. You know, it was, it was a stinker. You know, that happens. You play long enough. I think he bounces back. I do think the Lions show some fight, though. I was, <sighs> I, was I was very intrigued by how they fought back in that San Fran game. So, I, know I think the line moved to 11 and a half. I would take the Packers to win, but I like the Lions to cover. But Jesus. Okay. My ticket, okay. The way my ticket looked this, this weekend is probably good you fade me. Hey. Oh, here we go. Okay, oh. so you and me, this is kind of a, a wall and an immovable object or whatever running right at each other because I stunk as well. I think they're going to cover. You don't? I think, I, think, I think the Lions cover. I don't think the nah, Packers cover. Yeah, I think this guy right here, I oh, think yeah. he's covering tonight. That's what I think. Personally, I got the Packers. I hope God damn it. I lost a lot of money this weekend. Darius, yeah. go ahead, Ty. D, but I'm sure you saw the taunting penalty in the Seattle-Tennessee game that basically swayed the momentum and, and pretty much resulted in the Seahawks losing eventually. Uh, as a D-back, like, what are these guys getting told? Like, can you do anything? I mean, like, are you just supposed to – you make a huge play. I mean, that guy breaks up a pass with Julio on third down, like – are their coaches telling him like, "Hey, don't don't say a goddamn thing." Like he didn't even overreact at all. I think he just said, "Let's go." But like, how are you supposed to handle that going forward? Man, I mean, it's it's, it's tough because there's so much. Obviously, there's so much emotion. But you know, guys will adjust. And whenever the league comes out and said it will be, a, it says it's going to be a point of emphasis. You know, they're going to overreact to a lot of these things. I saw one, and I think the Bengals game, the dude blitz Andy Dalton. You know, didn't even hit him. Talked a little shit in his face, and they threw the flag. These are like you know game changing plays. So I think. 
I hope the refs in the NFL get together and change this shit. Because this, I mean, it's terrible, man. There's so much emotion going on. And uh, a little flashback, I think it was 2014, we went and played Dallas. Started off the game, got a three and out. Jarrell Friedman hits the guy, smacks him, gets up and gives him like a little quick one. And they threw the flag. I know Pat remembers that one because he threw a dime that my guy Dewey dropped. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it, it just sucks, man. I, I hate to see it in the game. Like, he's a grown-ass man. You know, everything's on the line for these guys week in and week out. I don't know what group got to – well, we know what group. The owners got together and said, hey, you know, enough of this. I know the fans will come back in the stands, but enough of this emotionless. I, it, it's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous because everybody wants people to be passionate about what they do. And the thing about pros is that they don't care enough. And then whenever they get excited and emotional, it's like, well, then we're going to penalize. It's like, you, know, you can't have it both ways. You know, like you, – You can't. You can't. What are we doing? What are we Something, doing? Man. And then with all, with all this influx of, you know, more people betting on the games and sports betting on – I mean, he's getting, he's, hey, those are, you D-Bot, know. I might be wrong here. I might be wrong here. And AJ, I might be wrong here because I only, you know, I play a certain amount of snaps a game or whatever in that whole thing. You probably but, got more big hits than I had. No, no, you killed yourself on that one. And then <laughs> you, was, uh, yeah, it was a Vikings game. I mean, that is the biggest shot I've ever seen. And then he's, oh, I got a stinger or whatever. <laughs> you were out completely. I mean, you lied, de- definitely lied. But you, oh, I got a stinger or whatever. And then you get right back on the field two plays later. I think you dove at somebody again. It was unbelievable. You flew Family. around. I had a lot of respect for it. But in hockey, right, we saw it this past uh, year. The Capitals and the Rangers, I believe. And there was some shit that happened or whatever. And everybody knew going into the next game, the Rangers were going to fight the Capitals. Like, the game, the players were going to police what had happened. And now, they had to go fight the Capitals, who were literally bigger, stronger, faster than them. But everybody knew the Rangers were going to have to fight them. Like, I feel like in football, if somebody takes it a you know, too far. Like if somebody is doing too much, I think they need to let like the players and coaches almost police it themselves. Like, hey, that guy will get it. like a comeuppance will happen if somebody's doing something too far. I think I just I feel like making it a ref call now and refs yeah. refs lose their mind too in the middle of big moments. I just don't think it's smart at all, personally. I and what what what's what's too far? I mean, as long as we play, I, I can probably count on you know at one hand how many times guys like really went over the top because we're always taught, we're always preached to, hey, don't be selfish, don't put yourself over the team, you know, celebrate a play, celebrate with your teammates. But if you're doing a little quick something or talk a little shit in somebody's face, like that's part of the game. I feel like on both sides. I remember when Cam Newton on his MVP season, you know, he was doing that was at the height of him dancing and Superman and that, all that. Like as a defense, we went in and we're we, hey. It's our job to stop him from doing that. You know, if he's scoring touchdowns and getting first downs, he's going to be doing that all day. So it's on the players to kind of handle that. The refs coming in between, I think it's terrible uh, for the game, uh, whether you're just watching as a fan or, shit, if you got money on it. And this is just real life, by the way. This is I understand everybody wants people to be robots, but you got, like, actual humans out there. And the humans that you want out there are, by the way, probably emotional humans who, when something good happens, you would like them to be happy and celebrate. There is things that are too far. But I just don't feel like policing it from people that have never been in the game. I just don't think that is the right move at all. Go ahead, Connor. Uh, yeah, Deba, a real bummer not to see you in the Miami Dolphins hat today. I thought that was going to be all year long. 35. Yeah, yeah, that was a great game. Uh, aside from that, though, are you as worried as we are that Joe Burrow is going to get his head taken off before week <laughs> six and we're never going to really see him be able to flourish in the NFL? Uh, no, but Joe Burrow, he got to stop staring those receivers down, though. Joe Burrow, she threw what three picks on back to back to back uh, throws. But I think I think Joe Burrow will be all right. He's he's got to learn. You know, we, we play with Luck. Luck is one of those guys who you know you got to be able to 
protect yourself. Like, you have to as a quarterback. We talked about it with uh, Carson. And Joe Burrow's got to be able to do that. He's talented as hell. No plays ever dead, but he's got to be able to protect himself. Learn from the other guys that are doing it. And uh, hopefully we see him you know, stay out there because I love to see him in that uh, chase connection. I'll ask you a quick question about Tua and the Dolphins because we do know you're a Dolphins fan. This is a Dolphins show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Very pro Dolphins show. Fins up, dude. Hey. Dolphin. Dolphins in here. We're compact, man. Yeah, this is the Dolphin, too. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Dolphins is Dolphin. Fins up. I just read that it's breaking that, yeah, there is Fins to Fins to Tua, no structural damage, right? Yep. Good news, right? Good news that Tua is going to be healthy. But also, if you were to think about this from the other side, it's like, what the fuck's going on? You know, because <laughs> there has to be, like, because Carson needs to stop what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. He needs to be a little bit more courteous to his body and the team in the sure. city he is currently representing. But also on the other side, it's like, is Tua going to be able to handle getting bodied for the rest of his career? You know, like, is that something? Because those hits, these quarterbacks get hit fucking hard. Like, even, yeah. if, even if they're smart, Tom will take a big shot. Peyton took some big shots. Like, those days are going to come, and you're not able to protect yourself. Are you worried about Tua? I'm a little bit worried about this. I, I, honestly, I am legitimately worried. I'm like, wait a minute. How's this going to go? Yeah, you, you got it. He's definitely one of those quarterbacks. There's a few quarterbacks out there that you go in. You kind of go in. Carson will be one of them. You just kind of. You know, anxious, like going in damn near every game. And Tua would be on that list. I mean, he came in with a very significant injury um, that you kind of would have second thoughts even taking him uh, top five with his hip coming out of Alabama. But, um, you know, he, he got hit. That's a, I mean, kind of a root. It wasn't like he was doing anything crazy. It was kind of a routine hit. You had Eli on earlier. He was a guy who took some hits. He was a pocket quarterback. But you knew Eli, come hell or high water, was going to be out there. And um, so you want that at the quarterback position. We always talk about, you know, ability being, uh, availability being your best ability. And uh, right now, Tua is scared right now. You got Brissett, who's, who, who's the backup there. He didn't, he didn't look too good yesterday. Um, so they say Tua's day-to-day, though. But if, if Tua was out for a significant amount of time, you know, you start to think about, hey, you know, Cam's out there. Um, do they oh. try to pull the trigger on this Deshaun Watson? What's going on with Deshaun? Are they going to, NFL going to put him on the list? There's a lot of questions out there that you got to start to uh, answer out in Miami. AJ, I apologize here. The Deshaun situation is fascinating. He hasn't played football in, mm. what, seven weeks at yeah. this Nope. I don't even know if he's played football down there. And they're, they have to rule him out every week. He was ruled yeah. out this way. Just that Deshaun Watson will not be uh, playing this. Okay. okay. Right Did they rule him out for Thursday already? Yeah. 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 Right. Came out this morning. Coach Dave okay. said hey, he ain't playing. All right, the guy ain't playing. <laughs> There's a lot of big things happening there, and it's fascinating that a lot of people that hate the NFL for everything they do is continuing to push the Deshaun Watson needs to be traded mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I, like, I think the off the field shit needs to get handled first before we can yeah, even talk too on many the questions field. there. Yeah, that, that's very serious. Before we can even talk football, I think yeah. in the end, but. Who knows how it all pan out? Last question here from Tony, and then I think AJ's got one for you. Go ahead, uh, D-Bud, it's early, but uh, KC is number 32 versus the run and number 31st versus the pass as far as defense. Is that concerning, Like, or, or can that be fixed as the season goes on? Uh, definitely concerning. Um, a little less concerning when you have that offense and those guys who can put those points up um, You know, with the best of them. Uh, I, number one, I don't know whose idea it was to move Chris Jones yeah. to the outside, but get his ass back in there. He was a bet, one of the best interior D linemen in the game. Figure it out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think with Spags being there, that's a guy who's coaching, what, four Super Bowls now. Like, he'll adjust. They'll be better when, when it really counts down the stretch. They'll figure out how to get some stops. And, I mean, when you have a team with Mahomes and, 
you know, Kelsey Hill and those guys, like, shit, you only need a couple stops to get those guys the ball back in those crucial games. So um, I think they'll be all right. Kansas City would not be a team I'm worried about now. We just squad out there in Pittsburgh. I right, relax, dude. I didn't ask about that. Hey, problematic. You know, great defense, but, I mean, what the hell is Seven doing, man? He, oh, he fooled this guy. He's man. mad at Matt Canada. He's yeah. mad at Matt Canada. He already said, That's like, cool, we got man. some great players on the sidelines in big situations. We don't really got no huddle in Matt Canada's offense. I mean, it's already – we're two weeks into this thing, and Ben and Matt Canada might be on two different pages. They might be able to tighten up. Ben just wants to win Seven. That's all Ben wants. Go ahead, AJ. Already. Derek, hey, Derek Carr looks good, though. Oh, hey, yeah. D-Button, well, exactly. September. So I, I said that to Pat earlier on this show. I feel like, why does he seem to like fly under the radar? Why do people not really give him the credit he deserves sometimes? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe in the big moments he hasn't been that great. But, I mean, when you watch him, even not only just the football stuff, I feel like you hear him talk about his teammates and stuff. I feel like he's a great, like, leader. And, um, you know, and it's, you know, it's a lot of it's corny, but I feel like it's, it's real when I watch him. Uh, the guys want to play for him. And guys are developing. Rugs is becoming a weapon. And um, D coordinators, if you've been watching the games, like, in these big moments, they are coming after him. And they're basically, and that basically tells me, like, hey, we don't think Carr can beat us. So maybe the D coordinators are learning uh, at the same time because it's been multiple times. The Ravens game, that last throw, when they went all out zero, and then that big touchdown over the top, which which was the game winner to Ruggs, Pittsburgh came after him. So uh, Derek Carr is kind of, I think I don't think he minds flying under the radar, though, but he's getting it done. I think it's all contractual situation. And also they're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Like he has one more year guaranteed money, I think, this year, and then there's nothing. So it's like at this stage, why is that happening if he is a guy? They got they Pat- up. Yeah, they got Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Gruden. We have no idea yeah. what Gruden will do, but I love watching. Derek will win games out of nowhere. And I think I even said, like, this feels like a game that the Raiders will win when they're, nobody thinks they're going to win. Like, that has been the Raiders' story almost. Like, just winning. And I thought it was done yesterday, too. I was oh, no, no, no. Yeah, and I had does. the Raiders uh, Steelers came on. I saw, like, you know, guys crowd around. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Derek Carr, damn. He's dead. I didn't see it. Yeah. And, um, you know, he walked off the field and he was back and, and threw a game winner. So, um, you know, I, I love to see that from uh, from a quarterback. Yeah, I think he's on the Wolverine Hugh uh, Jackman side. He, <laughs> oh, yeah. he heals quicker. Yeah, AJ basically oh, yeah. said he's on, he's on Roy's. That is what AJ that. said. That, that is exactly what heroes, man. Yeah, Damn. me too. That's natural. Wolverine is just a human. There ain't nothing else out Hey, watch his workout videos. He's not on anything, I don't think. That dude works his ass off. <laughs> All right. Raiders and Derek are always great at the beginning of the year. 2019, they finished 1-5. and five. Last year, they finished 2-5. and five. So it's if. So it used to be Andy Reid's season. The first 11 weeks was Andy Reid, and it was like he just couldn't help it. He had to unload every play he had, and then the last five games, everybody <laughs> seemed to figure it out, and they would start losing. Andy Reid's season has changed completely now that they are with the Chiefs. That is out the window. Maybe it is Derek Carr season. Maybe the first 11 games, they always win, and we should bet on them as mm-hmm. we can, and hopefully he'll be able to finish this thing out. I love watching Raiders, and that new stadium is beautiful out there. Ladies and gentlemen, it is always nice to catch up with this man. Darius, we appreciate you saying Saying, I, I, we got to hit this. You're saying kind of corny, but it feels like it's genuine from him. It's such a way that we all judge people that are speaking, by the way. Like, is that actually them, or are they just speaking like how they think yeah. they're supposed to be speaking right now? And then once we realize, like, oh, it's actually them, we're like, all right, I guess that's who this fucking guy is. Yeah. That's who this guy is. If it's ever fake, though, I'm out. I'm immediately I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Who's, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to bury you. Don't do it. <laughs> Ladies Don't and gentlemen, you're, you're, you're a fan of me. Appreciate you, D-Butt. 
Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact you allow us to be a part of your day-to-day, I'm eternally grateful for. Okay? Eternally grateful for. Enjoy Monday Night Football tonight. I'll be on Monday Night Manning. Let's turn this thing around in my betting ways, but the hammered down boys are still hot. We'll see you tomorrow for an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, which I hope will be incredibly positive and a good time. That's what I'm betting on. I hope you're doing the same. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night. We'll see you manana.